in 2012, writer Jason Aaron embarked on a quest to reshape the God of Thunder for the modern age. Together with superstar artists like Isad Ribic, Russell Dodderman, and more, Aaron would take readers on a journey into mystery, and the mightiest Avenger would never be the same. The Geeksplained Book Club proudly presents The Days of Thunder. Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geeksplain Book Club and part three of the Days of Thunder, where I, alongside my fellow Warriors 3, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Jason Aaron's Thor. I am joined, of course, by the only two men who I would trust to go to war with the corporation and the Dark Elf army. First off, the mighty Jacob Brown. Thunderstruck, true believers. And the still worthy Malcolm Russell Nelson. For now. Still worthy for now. For now. For now. <laughs> um, and I am, of course, Eric Zana, and I am very excited about part three of Days of Thunder because we are heading into essentially the main crux of Uh this volume, which is the debut of the mighty Thor. Um, I'm so excited about this. You you pronounced best Thor wrong. (laughs) No, I I may have pronounced it wrong, but it's a regional thing. I still spelled it the correct way. Okay. Okay, Um, But yeah, so we are covering uh, Thor from 2014 issues one through eight. Thor Annual Number One, as well as the miniseries Secret Wars Thors, and I'm just this. This is my favorite so far. Um, I absolutely loved the last two uh, volumes that we covered here, but this it's it's amazing how much this series is just getting better every single week for mm-hmm. me. And not to say that any of that at all any of what we've covered in the last two weeks is bad but it's it starts high and then just keeps getting better Mm -hmm. and it's it's so good guys what what did you think of this volume as a whole uh 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 this is um this is phenomenal this was uh this was uh this was like a doctor who reboot done the right way it was uh in the sense of like uh um jane, jane foster and being this thor is absolutely everything spoilers pre- spoilers wait what sorry about it. yeah god, spoilers. Damn, damn it fucking I just, awesome. god i That's thought we were possible I thought we were like, wait i thought we were gonna i thought we were no gonna, like, we're doing explain the, this now god and then damn, edit just, it to the end just continue your fucking point oh, jacob uh, wait wait, wait. <laughs> do you want us damn it oh, okay <laughs> Do we want us to spoil the fact that she dies at the end of this? And like, wow! Oh, what are you uh, talking about? Oh what? damn it! Oh, I thought we were. I thought we were like gonna. So, Malcolm, how did you feel about this volume? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is my favorite stuff, man. 
I love Jane. I literally listen. Jane is my favorite Thor. 100%. She's the best Thor. That's why I have the sweet Marvel Legends. Hell yeah. From comic book Mighty Thor because she's the greatest. She's yeah. the best Thor, easily. Hands down. She really uh, is the best Thor. I, can you, I agree with that. Sorry. You put Jason Aaron and you put Russell Dodderman on a team mm-hmm. together and my heart is going to sing. Yes, sir. It's just going to sing so hard. I am I'm very excited to get into this because this is essentially the beginning of what a lot of this upcoming Thor movie is going to be pulling from. It's the debut of the mighty Thor. We've got some world ending and possibly realm ending uh, stakes that are going on. Mm -hmm. I I love this shit. I actually I don't have it with me because I'm not cool like Malcolm, but I too have the Jane Foster Thor, but it's the movie version. Yeah, the movie action figure form. I still have Um, to get the movie one. It's it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. I I really enjoy it, but as Malcolm just mentioned, this is also the debut of a long-running artist on this series, Russell Dodderman, who has I think achieved icon status by now when it comes to his art. Yep. Yep. He's been absolutely killing it the last couple of years with the X-Men and Hellfire Gala outfits specifically. Ooh. Yeah. But anytime Dodderman pops up, I know it's going to be gorgeous art and See. this is Super interesting to me because his art, and I didn't really realize this until going back and reading this, his art has changed. It's evolved a lot. It has mm. evolved a lot yeah. since this since this Thor series back in 2014. Um, Do you remember and, where he's coming from with this? No. The last like, two things he did was? Nuh-uh. Enlighten so, me. So he was... Uh, he was doing uh, Nightwing. He did a couple issues of Nightwing at the mm. end. Of, oh, that's right. At the end of run. That's then right. Got off of that and went to Marvel and did the Cyclops mini. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. And did a couple issues of that. He he was supposed to do like, like he was supposed to be like the artist for that book. And that book lasts like 10 or 12 issues, something like that. He's supposed to be an artist for that book, but got yanked off on like issue like three or four. Because yeah. he got brought on for this instead. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the designs right now that he did for Nightwing, and I completely forgot he was on. Yeah, Nightwing. it's a good looking Nightwing. So, because this is right before the end of that Nightwing run. Yep. Uh, it's right before he, right. quote, dies in Forever Evil and then goes to Grayson. Grayson. Um, fucking love Grayson. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, but I mean, Russell Donovan is just one, one of the best artists, one of the best cartoonists. Just the things that he does with special effects, with movement and with action yes. is, is incredible. And I mean, you see that just no one draws Mjolnir better. Like no one ever draw Mjolnir other than Russell Dodderman. And no one draws the things that Mjolnir can do can better, do than, yeah. better than Russell Dodderman does. It's so I mean, oh, it's breathtaking. So good. Like you, you don't uh, see the trail like in the movie. I'll be so mad. Yes. Yes. Well, we, saw, so we saw in the trailer something that seems very similar but it seems white and different yeah right in league with this which i'm about yeah for those of you who aren't in the know in the trailer we see at one point because uh because the mighty thor has the reformed mjolnir that was you know shattered in the ragnarok and she uses it and it shoots out like projectiles and like whizzes about it's yeah. like a fucking shotgun except yeah. the all of the shrapnel and projectiles freaking uru baby Yes, are made of Uru and they fly around and then reform back into the hammer. 
That's so cool. Dope as hell. Cool as hell. That is is real Russell Russell Donovan shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and this isn't quite what that is, but I love what they do here with this Mm -hmm. just as much. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into this, right? Holy shit. So we're going to dive into (laughs) Thor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thor from 2014, issue one titled if he be worthy and we pick up in the norwegian sea this is post uh as we talked about last week the unworthying of the odinson with Mm -hmm. the uh, conclusion of uh, original sin Mm -hmm. so we're in the norwegian sea some time has passed we've got a roxon facility that is doing some sketchy stuff because it's roxon when all of a sudden it is besieged by frost giants and I love the um, the tension rising in this early scene yeah. where th- everybody's, you know, doing their thing, going about their normal stuff. And we just see like a blue hand and like a blue foot. And then we see the scientists go, oh, my God. And it pulls out this double page spread of just frost giants getting ready to demolish this facility. Raging. And then we cut Rage. to the moon <laughs> where we find someone hasn't left it's odinson thor himself who is still struggling to pick up his hammer on the moon and he and looks bad he's he's looking bad like it's it's yeah. a hot look but he looks really unhappy like yeah he, he looks really rough no kidding that is, that is some severe depression right there yeah that's he, what that is there is a panel here later where like he's curled up like just yeah. on the ground like in a fetal position as like freya's holding him and yeah. it makes me tear up every time i see it because he looks so sad <laughs> yeah he's, he's got his depression beard his hair has like, gotten scraggly he's lost his shirt somehow this is lockdown thor this is <laughs> this is this is for sure this, this is 100 percent lockdown for sure his hair's but... grown long and unruly he grew with beard this was me yeah. in 2020 this is, this is all of us in 2020 my hair yeah. grew long my yeah. beard drew yeah. long yeah. i spent most of my days without a shirt yeah. and struggled <laughs> to do da- normal tasks that would be ordinarily really easy for me you had some tattered like uh, uh, sheet, bed sheet that's like draped over your shoulder. <laughs> that, that was my bath towel. Actually, yeah, again, just a look. Draped. But uh, hey, very you know, I was in I was in private, and I could rock that look as much as I wanted. But exactly, uh, we see that all of Asgardia has basically come to dunk on Thor yeah. in his time of need. Everyone's just like, pick it up, pick it up. What is he doing? What are you doing, biatch? <laughs> and Thor is trying his hardest, but. Uh, he just he can't he can't pick up the hammer odin is in a mood let's just say so odin's yeah. back odin's been gone up to this point yeah yeah do you want to give us a little bit of a uh, little bit of info on where odin's been yeah in 2011 there's this really bad event called fear itself fear itself <laughs> which has a really good idea but is really bad fear itself is about uh the prophecy leading up to the death of thor um the prophecy is that thor will be smited by a serpent uh we find out that that serpent is odin's brother uh cull uh the classic the soap opera twist classic oh. soap opera twist uh and so yes uh, that informs some stuff later oh <laughs> i didn't know that that's why i wanted yeah. to talk about because i'm like this that's is gonna be context yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually important oh shit um, i didn't even know that <laughs> so so thor defeats cult now cull in fear itself 
uh, raises other hammers. Uh, there's a bunch of bad guy hammers that uh, if a character grabs the hammer, then they become a bad guy version Juggernaut. of themselves. So yeah. the Negathor? It, yeah. Yes, there's a bunch of Negathors, basically. <laughs> stupid hammer. It's That's a dumbass terrible. event that they use to kill off Thor and Bucky Barnes <laughs> and, and make Steve Rogers Captain America again. It's a bad event. That I'm was still supposed mad to be a really small scale thing. It was originally just supposed to be a crossover between Thor and Captain America to celebrate that both of those movies were coming out in 2011. Oh, and then turned it into a gigantic event and it just fucked it all up. But at the end of that, Thor has defeated the serpent. He dies, but then comes back pretty much immediately. Um, but Thor has defeated the serpent and Odin takes his brother off to old Asgard and they live there in exile. He's uh, Odin says that he's going to reform his brother uh, and watch over him. And so he's going to officially just be his brother's keeper. So they go off. And this is the first time that we see them since then. Now, granted, it's only three years in publication time, but it's, it's a big thing for Odin to just show up and be like, okay, I'm back to being the all father because he yeah. gave up being the all father. That's why we had the all mother. And we talked about the all mother before, Hell yeah. Um, yeah. you know, Freya, it was actually three all mothers for a bit, but then Freya was like the master all mother. Uh, so you could say she was the grand all mother, if you will. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that is, that is what informs this right now. Odin is back and that's clearly a problem because Odin's an asshole. He sure is. Comics Odin sucks. Like Jason Aaron's Odin is the worst dude. Like he is, yeah. he is the biggest sack of shit. <laughs> and uh, that makes him probably the most uh, faithful to the original texts. Yes. Of, uh, yeah. Norse mythology. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yes. Odin sucks. This is not Anthony Hopkins, y'all. No, yeah, no, sir. He ain't winning an Oscar that he may or may not have deserved for the father. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh buddy oh, and so um <laughs> odin is basically like he physically at one point just grabs thor and shoves him out of the way he's like i'll pick up the goddamn hammer and he can't either mm -hmm. and i love that shit and then he just starts blasting it <laughs> blasting <laughs> like, it with the odin force and it. it's just <laughs> not like meanwhile freya goes and she's just like she's holding thor He's trying to be okay and God. then who do we see hoogan and moonin the ravens yeah. of odin show up and they let him know hey there's shit going down fresh off the appearance of uh umbrella academy season three correct <laughs> i haven't watched it yet so no spoilers um, but yeah everybody is basically like okay we need to go settle this there's some business going on in midgard and at a certain point thor just kind of like gets up and starts walking away and everyone's like wait where are you going he's like i'm gonna go get a weapon and then i'm gonna go home and they're like wait but you and everybody's like you're going back to asgardia he's like uh-uh nope going back home home as in midgard bitch <laughs> and so everyone begins to leave heading back to midgardia and midgardia asgardia and odin immediately just turns his anger on freya as he is wont to do because he's as he is wont to do because he's an asshole and he goes fucking okay. the the time of the all mothers over you are back to being it's, it's his get back in the kitchen moment yeah i was with, just gonna with, say with freya get, 
Get me, make me a sandwich and get me a beer. I got to get back to work. Odin yeah. is the one person in comics who was really mad about there being like a bunch of women and legacy characters. 100%. And he <laughs> says it in person. the comic. Like, yeah. How bad yeah, he is about it. That person. This is like, oh, now there's an all mother. Uh, you know, there's a, a she <laughs> He's like, what next? A she Hulk? This is <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> he is absolutely that person who's like, why is Robin black now? I don't understand. <laughs> That girls, <laughs> it's, it's that so... meme. It's that meme of like the feminists are taking over. I'm an adult virgin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Odin hits this just absolutely dog shit home run line where he goes, "It's time you remembered your place," and walks off, leaving Jeez. Freya on the moon with Mjolnir, and she just says quietly, "Yes, perhaps it is." Which begins the mystery of Thor. So let's talk about how good that mystery is. Because I fucking love it because I, I, I think they play it really it well. Yeah. They do a great job presenting all of these candidates. Mm-hmm. Now, Jacob, you obviously already knew going into this that uh, Jane was going to be Thor. Yeah. Thank Because thank we've talked about it that, before. Actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... Did you not know before the movie stuff? Really? I I I didn't I did not actually. I, it wasn't until the trailer came oh, out that I was shit. just like, I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Why is that Jane Foster? Sucks. Which does suck because they the teaser was great. The teaser for that movie is great because it just shows yeah. Jane masked with the hand. And like, if, like yeah, okay, no Natalie yes. Portman. No, it's Natalie Portman, but otherwise, yeah. 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 And then the very next trailer, Thor just goes, Jane? Yeah. yeah, and yeah. someone right. I, I, I like, can't take oh, credit for this, but I, I saw this on uh, I saw this on Twitter. Someone was like, Thor says Jane the same way that Scooby says Raggy, and no one will <laughs> yes, he does. And change my mind. And I'm like, oh my god, it is yes, exactly does. the way he says that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that sucks that it like. Like so, who's this new improver Thor that's coming out? <laughs> exactly, and I'm I was uh yeah I was disappointed by that, but I remember when this was coming out back in 2014, and nobody knew for sure who this new Thor was gonna be, mm-hmm. and I love that was such an exciting time. Like I went back uh, this week to uh, to the one place that will always be just a bottle in time no matter what year you're in reddit and started reading through threads from 2014 of people just theorizing nice and it is the most satisfying thing that's real cool because i love when comic book nerds have to theorize about shit because they go crazy they come up with the wildest things i i never like yeah i didn't even think like uh I didn't even realize there was like a mystery to this. <laughs> I thought it was just default, like already exposed and just like you figure out, but no, yeah. No, I they, they played like, it for months as a yeah. big mystery. Like, wow, yeah. I, wish, I wish I would have found out. Because <laughs> in publication, you don't find out until the end of the eighth issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is page. right before Secret Wars. That issue came out like a week or two before Secret like, Wars. Here's the identity of Thor and now the world is gone. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Uh, it, Eric, who did you think it was? I I was convinced it was Roz because Me I too. thought, Me why too. would they introduce her if not yeah. to do this? 
and they go very hard on that x on that expectation yes i wonderfully love I love I that they walk you through that to be like, yeah, no, it's definitely Roz. There is, is a specific 100% scene Roz. that yeah. we're going to get no, to. <laughs> There's a specific scene that we're going to get to later where I was like, that is such perfect. Like, yeah. this couldn't be anybody but Roz. So we're going to get to it. But I Jason Aaron it. writes a good mystery. It's interesting it because coming off of Original Sin, which isn't a great mystery, no. but wants to be, he does this. Which this is like a really great, well played mystery story. Yeah, like it's so. I wish he did more mystery stuff. Agreed. Had I not known who the the identity of Thor was, um, that I was uh, okay with this Roz with Roz being it, but I was really hoping it was Freya. I was That's really fair. Hoping. Until they the set kiss, that up at the beginning, yeah, they yes. set it up really well that it could be yeah. Freya, and that would be awesome. It would be dope as hell. She <laughs> goes from all mother well. to Thor, like yeah. Yeah. it would make complete sense. Even when she, even when she kissed him, I was just like, that felt like uh, uh, Luke Skywalker in a Leia kiss, where she's just trying to prove. I don't think so. Just a quick moment. So just a quick moment. Just to be like, whatever. Come on, like whatever. Do you kiss your mom that way? Because I don't. There's been mistakes. Anyway, <laughs> we, uh, so we cut to back to the underwater facility where the Frost Giants are laying siege. And as the scientists are huddled up in the main bubble, who shows up? It's your boy, Malekith the Accursed. Okay, another thing that only Russell Donovan should draw is Malekith. That panel of Malekith coming out of the darkness is so hot. <laughs> and I gotta say, I love his hair in this. Oh, yeah. the, How floppy the hair it is. is just tossing and whirling around him like it's oh, yeah. his own magic energy, like very Medusa style. It's let's go ahead and say it, guys. Malekith is the best version of the Joker. For Thor, I yeah. feel like that's an insult to Malekith. Uh, personally, <laughs> it is. It is. I just thought it was funny. I heard someone say that once, and I almost slapped him. Yeah, like, maybe just said that. That sucks. But no, he's he is straight up like he comes in with like hardcore drag queen energy in every oh, yeah. single oh, every God. single scene. Oh yeah, yes, he like is. he is he is some he is rocking some like Naomi Smalls weaves that oh, yeah. I just I have to respect. The hairography is on point the hairography is so good in this from him even yeah. in, the, in the very next page when he's threatening that third scientist his hair just draped over his shoulder oh to the scientist. It, it's, it's my God, favorite it's so good it's oh. my favorite <laughs> it's God. crazy it's so beautiful he should be strangling people with his hair that's what i keep expecting it's uh so <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm is high in this awesome. like, you are horny right now. And what that was our horny? latest session of Under the Hood where Malcolm oh, Russell Nelson <laughs> dives into uh every worry, comic book character gonna he'd like to fuck. Later. It's it gonna would, get worse later. <laughs> I'm I sure. will admit, Malcolm, it is kind of it would be hot to role play as Malik Malekith in like some sort of like I mean, it's just further proof that Eccleston was the wrong guy for this. Because like Eccleston is great, but he's not hot like this. He's great. I don't know. Energy. I like his voice. Malekith. Malekith's voice is great. That movie is entirely different. Yeah. Say again? Yeah. If you put this kind of Malekith in that movie. Oh, 100%. Entirely different. You know who could have played this Malekith after seeing him in the critically acclaimed Morbius? Matt Smith. Yes. Yes. yes, Matt Smith would have been a phenomenal comic book Malekith. <laughs> Matt Smith dancing from Morbius. 
is absolutely Malekith. Literally yes. the only scene I've seen from that it's movie. It's the only scene I've seen from that movie, and it makes me want to kind of watch that movie. Because yeah. I'm like, same. I'm just curious. Just <laughs> with the, the music blurring, have sex, like behind him. I'm like, what is happening here? I thought I stepped into a clip of uh, like a deleted scene of Doctor Who that I was just like, what's this scene? I don't remember seeing this in Doctor Who. That's between the episodes. Whenever whenever, uh, Rory and um, Amy Amy aren't on the TARDIS. This is just all he does. (laughs) (laughs) So Malekith is threatening this uh, this scientist, basically telling him like, hey, you know, I need you to uh, locate something for me. Uh, my frost giant friends here lost something, and then all of a sudden, a hand just drifts by. A uh, a frost giant has lost his hand, which is foreshadowing for in just a bit from now. Uh-huh. And we get the ah! <laughs> as unworthy Thor rolls in, riding Tooth Nasher with Yarn Bjorn in Yarnbjorn! hand. The return of the Yarn Bjorn. I love anytime Thor has Yarnbjorn. Yeah. It is so nice. You know what makes sense is Thor having Yarnbjorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. It makes sense and it rocks. The Odinson. And so Thor goes to battle with uh, Malekith, the two of them just bodying each other as water begins to break into this uh, into this lab. Thor at one point is grabbed by a frost giant. And his arm is pulled out as Malekith takes Yarnbjorn and slices off his arm. Just takes Thor's left arm for himself, sends him to the bottom of the ocean, and that is how we end. You see the arm there behind Malekith. Just drifting in the water. (laughs) That's so sick. (laughs) And then we end the issue back on the moon where a shadowy figure walks up to Mjolnir and says... There must always be a Thor. She reaches down, and I fucking love this to death. She grabs Mjolnir's handle, and you see the inscription change to whosoever holds this hammer, if she be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. And then we get the fucking sickest full-page spread debuting the mighty Thor. Uh, If you want a sweet musical cue for this moment... Uh, the last Jedi soundtrack, like the score, Ooh. the, the spark—I think it's the spark. Yeah, when like Luke is walking out of, yeah. of the cave on crate, like that is one hundred percent what I hear when I see this moment <laughs> of her grabbing the hammer and then pulling it up and just like, yeah, like it's yeah, it's that I triumphant one hundred percent. Looking up that song now. Okay, yeah. I've got it saved for later. Um, Again, yeah. just the best soundtrack of all the Star Wars movies. But. It's one of the best Star Wars movies. Fight you me. Fallen it's Order. The best Star right? Wars movie. Fight me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that brings us to chapter two, the goddess of thunder. And we see that this Thor is not a traditional Asgardian because we see this dual, uh, this dual dialogue. Both the thoughts of this uh, of this person, as well as the speech of this per- person, whoever Thor is, and I love that it's like by the golden spires of Asgard. Okay, I'm wearing armor and a mask. 
yeah mask probably a good idea and i'm just like that's what i hear in my yeah. head <laughs> yeah and she decides okay how do i fly and then we get just the most satisfying hammer spin into the flight i love this panel of her just sailing from the moon back to earth because it's Superman taking off and flying for the first time. 100%. That's why. Yes. Like, it's, it's that it's... moment where Superman flies for the first time. Uh, <laughs> I love it so I much. It. Yeah. So good. And so, oh, hell yes. And oh, hell yes with the one L. Oh, like, hell I mean, yes. Come on. Like, it's, it's so good. So good. It's, it's really so good. good. And so okay, she lands. I'm, I'm flying. I'm flying now. But art thou? supposed to steer <laughs> I, I told the guys this off mic for you listeners but um every time i was hearing reading this it, it, it would hear like a female voice in my head every time she's thinking but every time she would talk it would just sound like travis willingham like default <laughs> default a man voice just coming out of whoever possesses the hammer of thor i thought that'd be really funny. <laughs> but then what happens to odin's voice then it's just a woman then it's hella <laughs> hell yeah with one l so yeah, one l. uh the mighty thor arrives in the pacific ocean but it's strangely frozen over she then finds a large spire of ice le just leading its way into the clouds and as she makes her way through this tower she finds the warriors three frozen solid and she finds other heroes specifically the avengers frozen solid something has happened to earth's mightiest heroes and as she gets near the top she is beset upon by two of the frost giants standing guard and we get her first true fight she battles against both of these frost giants and at one point just fucking shatters through this frost giant dog just and then so sick dude so we good. see she whips around like a fucking i don't even know how to describe this it's like a magic bullet that goes like through in and out of everybody yeah like, no yeah. no magic yeah. bullet and There's the like trail a... is all the automatopoeia it's all the yeah. sfx it's just yeah. boom just incredible. and she's just like dipping in and out destroying these things and it's oh it's so satisfying I remember reading this monthly when it came out and like getting this issue. This was uh, like right because I think like one and two came out like the same month. But when it came, I was just like, "What is this? Like this? <laughs> this is incredible!" I stared at these pages for hours. Like, I was like, "I don't understand how art can do this. This is wild." <laughs> and like this page specifically, because she like whips up. This is like this is an anime moment. She's uh -huh. like darting in and out of these two like ice hounds and she lands on the ground with her superhero pose stands up and you just her uh her inner monologue she's like oh man oh wow quick say something badass and she goes still hungry giants and the fucking dogs shatter behind her i'm like shattered. this is the coolest shit i am yeah. so in for this yeah it's so good it's and so, so sick more giants arrive and it's her versus all of them she rises up calls down the thunder they fall through the frozen stairs to their deaths i love i, I love the yes. words there too where she's like and the name isn't wench i am the goddess of thunder and then her internal monologue's like i am holy crap <laughs> <laughs> 
and there's almost a um and the it added an extra layer for me. There's almost a Billy Batson, Captain Marvel uh-huh. thing to this. Yeah. Where it's just like, holy moly. Like, yeah. this. And it's just like, whoa. Oh, God. I've got powers and I'm an adult. Like, yeah. I I love that. And I kind of wish that had stuck around longer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I like that idea applied to Thor. It yeah. harkens back to the classic Donald Blake Thor relationship. I was just yes. going to point that out later at the end that this this has become my favorite because of the fact that this returned to like original classic Thor in the sense of being Donald Blake turning into Thor. I love the fact that we have like a human turning into this. I miss this internal do- dialogue between yeah. um, Thor and Donald Blake. Like this was yeah. very well. This brought it back down to its basics. That's what's really cool about this series. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I really love that. <laughs> and so as we pan up, we see that the uh, the ice tower, the giant ice staircase actually leads to someplace. Roxon Island, currently under siege by frost giants. That ice tower was made so that it could freeze Roxon Island in place. And the frost giants are eating all the employees of Roxon, and then we get to see Dario Agger. Our boy. Our boy, Dario oh, Agger, Roxon CEO, Luther. the world's wealthiest psychopath. The greatest criminal mind of our time. And uh, <laughs> the we see that the Frost Giants bust in. Ulick, the troll who is head of security for Roxon, uh, does battle. I love that is, he's just on payroll. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that. Like he's, he's just a, a, a personnel of Roxon now. Yeah. <laughs> and you know who I kind of want to play Ulick if we get this? Michael Chiklis. Really? Oh, Chiklis is a good pick. Yeah. Chiklis, I think, as the voice for this would be, especially as, like, head of security, Ulick the Troll. Yeah. I can see that. That's really funny. Frost Giants. I kind of, the way he looks, I thought of Matt Berry for a split second. Oh. That would be dope as well. Awesome. That's that's, that's what I thought of this character. So then we enter on, and um, now entering the runway once again, is uh, Malekith. With a new accoutrement around his neck. Oh, just <laughs> just this? He just threw it on. No big deal. I just got it in the closet somewhere. No big deal. <laughs> wearing Thor's arm as a shawl around <laughs> his neck. so awesome. Like I said, big drag queen energy, and I Seriously. love it so much. He... I also really love like the commitment of the the employees to Roxon to yes. to Agar because like one of the frost giants just busts through the wall and grabs, like, <laughs> the guy is just like ah, protect the CEO at all costs. God save Roxon <laughs> before he's pulled Roxon out. Presumably, by way eaten. Of cult. Yes, <laughs> you know, like most multi-billion-dollar corporations. Yeah, this is just WeWork. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jared Leto would actually be a really good no, pick for Darth. He's not a good editor. <laughs> he's not. But it would be wonderful to see him as this cult leader who turns into a literal monster. Because then, like, like it, it would just be him in like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Like, I didn't hate him happy, in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I didn't hate him. I didn't hate him in that. Maybe I didn't hate him because there's only a minute of him. I was gonna say maybe it's only because he spends five minutes on screen in that movie. But yeah. I didn't hate him. Yes. But uh. Yeah, so happy birthday. <laughs> so fucking Malchus shows up. He's like, he's like, 
Attention, pathetic creatures of Midgard. You have the honor of, of being addressed by Malekith, King of the Dark Elves. It is, if it is your <laughs> wish to die here today, know that my friends and I are more than happy to continue murdering you. However, if you would like to live, you have exactly two seconds to which to surrender this island and everything on it. Time's up. And <laughs> I adore, like, don't get me wrong. I love D&D you know, Isad Ribic, Malekith burning the realms. Mm -hmm. But I love Devil Wears Prada, Malekith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I love this. This is Malekith played by like Robert Sheehan. Like, yes. <laughs> just bringing is. like the most extreme energy possible, and it works real good. I mean, fuck it. Genuinely, a young Meryl Streep would absolutely kill it as Malekith. Hell yeah. Like, Hell yeah. Holy shit. Like, I was even thinking Helen Marin, you know, too. Like, Helen Marin this crush day. It. Yeah. Oh, that'd be yeah. awesome. Oh, my God. That'd Just, so yeah. So, Her actual hair that long. Yes. Yeah, actual 100%. Brain, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so yeah. they suddenly turn around, they hear a ding, and Dario's like in the elevator. He's like, all right, guys, good luck. The door shuts, <laughs> and he's heading down to his private vault. And when he arrives there, he finds that Frost Giants have already busted in. And as he steps out of the elevator, he, he turns into Cyclops, I guess, as he lowers <laughs> his sunglasses and his eyes glow Hell red. Yeah. And we see and Dario Agger, Roxxon CEO, and occasional Minotaur. I love that you see the horns starting to protrude from his head, too. Yep. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I just love that visual of him starting the transformation. Yeah. And but a little bit of his like, suit like ripping uh, up. thing where he starts to get like a little big or gets a little green in the eyes. Yeah. I love that they treat it like that. That's love it. And the line he gives too. He's like, this suit was so exquisite. I had the tailor's throat slit the moment he finished it. I blame you all for what I'm about to do to it. I love it. Again, Christian Bale, baby. You're right. You're right. When you're right, <laughs> yeah. you're right. He would have been good. Oh, just... Just his American psychoness just applies yeah. to this character would be so yeah. good. Yeah, but I didn't even think about bone. that. <laughs> but then <laughs> the best <laughs> thing, because his his transformation is interrupted by just crying, the hammer just busts through the floor, and you see fucking Mighty Thor climbing out of the just hole. Climbing out. <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's not even out of the hole, and she's just shouting up like Giants of Jotunheim, explain thyselves. Why have you broken the peace between the realms and invaded Roxxon? Like, I, oh, man, I love it. And so <laughs> we again see fucking Mighty Thor whip the hammer out and it just fucking pinballs all around, just smiting the shit out of these frost giants. I hate to make this comparison. It's very much like Yondu's like arrow thing. Oh, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. Very like much that. that. Like Which that's is yeah. probably why they, they changed stole... it for the film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but again, I, I think they the Guardians movie stole that from this. Yeah. One hundred percent. But again, yeah, and... if you're gonna steal something, steal something yeah. as cool as this. Steal as cool as this. Taika Waititi decided, okay, we're just gonna do something super as cool. Yeah. With the Yeah. But so the hammer's whipping around, uh, taking out these frost giants as Dario escapes in his vault. And unfortunately, right as the door shuts, the hammer goes after Dario, shutting behind him. And now Thor is without her hammer. 
and i love seeing the hammer like trying to bust its way out of the door just not being able to it reminded me and i i I hate to make this comparison of thor the dark world where thor and malekith are dropping through the portals and the older has to keep like stopping turning and going to another place one of the two really good things in that movie is that see i love that bit love that bit yeah the other one is hanging up the hammer on the on the door handle. On the door handle, yep. Yes. <laughs> Which is amazing every time. <laughs> Unfortunately, what this means is that Thor is up against Malekith and a horde of frost giants without her hammer. Which brings us to chapter three, when the Ice Lords make war. I love this. Um, I love this cover, by the way. Her just Super breaking good. through the ice. Yes. Oh, yeah. The All covers, covers on this are incredible. Yeah. yeah. Dodderman is showing off how good he can be with all of his covers right mm-hmm. off the bat. Was really well. Matthew Wilson, the colorist as well. Yes, 100 percent Oh yeah. They make the, an absolutely the colors really make this. Yeah. Yeah. And so we see the beginnings of the uh plan and the cooperation between uh Malekith and uh Malekith and the Frost Giants. He is wearing a coat that would make Emma Frost jealous. <laughs> oh my god, give me the Emma Frost versus Malekith book. 100%. 100%. Oh, 100%. oh man. Oh, bitches of fashion. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel BOF. Oh, oh my god. god, I'd totally read that. That'd be awesome. Beautiful. So this mighty Thor meets Malekith for the first time, and he's just basically like, Look, I know that you think that you're something, you don't have your hammer, so let's just have you grovel for mercy, then we'll kill you and be on our way. And she is not having it. At one point, one of the frost giants freezes her with his breath, pops her in his mouth to eat, and then all of a sudden, you see his eyes start to to crackle. Oh my god, it's so great. fucking bursts out of him. And she's and she said, "Oh, I fucking love this line." She's like, "I'm glad you failed to heed my warning, giants. Your children will be better off without you." Just oh, it's so good. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and Malekith was just like, oh, "I do believe I'm beginning to like this Thor." <laughs> and so, uh, Malekith begins trying to bust into the vault, which is somehow impenetrable to literally everything. Well, except it's, for uh, Malekith, it's made like of like a combination of vibranium and antimantium. So right, that was, that was the it's thing. also hella enchanted. Like there's a bit oh, yeah. where Augur mentions that it's like super enchanted. Yeah, uh, and so Malekith like pushes himself through, and this reminded me honestly of Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness when Wanda pushes herself through the gong. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> terrifying! So yeah, it's on Disney Plus now. This podcast isn't sponsored by Disney Plus, though. It can 100% be sponsored by Disney Plus. But uh, yeah, go check that out. And Agar is basically like, okay, cool. Also, I'm a Minotaur, and we are about to do battle. We're going to fuck, dude. Ding, ding. (laughs) Malchus like, what? And then he attacks him. (laughs) And so they're doing battle. I'm going to fuck you till you love me. What? (laughs) What? What? (laughs) And then they start to fight. Uh, Mighty Thor is battling against the Frost Giants outside. Um, at one point, uh, she cracks the floor, busting open the bottom of this vault, and almost all of the Frost Giants fall out. So tight, dude. So, so good. good. 
And then we see this amazing moment where she's like, okay, I got to break this door open before more frost giants get here. She grips the two doors. Remember, we have now established that not even Mjolnir can bust through this. It took a considerable amount of Malekith going through all of these enchantments to even make his way through the door. Mm-hmm. Mighty Thor digs her hands into the door and begins pulling trying to force the door open and we see the enchantment start to dissolve the helmet begins dissolving off of her while this frost giant comes up behind her with his trusty backstabbing knife and you just see her straining 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 she pulls open this fucking door just based on her own strength mjolnir pops past her shoots through the skull of this frost giant zips around knocking off the other frost giants that were climbing up out of the hole and then she catches the hammer mm-hmm. fuck it's a, such a cool moment it's so cool now the i i love again just the subtle hints here and it's the thing that i never noticed before but i paid very close attention to how russell dodderman draws everyone mm-hmm. reading this specifically how he draws jane uh and this hand is very distinctly a jane hand it's also if you look at the because i you just got me looking at that i was like i want to look at the uh, previous page in the bottom right you see the lips Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it is absolutely how he draws jane's lips it's how he draws especially cancer riddled jane yes who is frailer like there's a very specific like gaunt line right here in the cheek uh-huh. And then the hand is like grayed out a little bit, specifically yep. no Jane. Like it's it is a very specific like art thing that they they clearly you can't say that they didn't know ahead yeah. of time. Right, you can never say that they didn't plan this because it's there from the beginning. Yeah, I yeah. love. I think that's absolutely fantastic. That's and incredible so- that they were able to do like that little detail just enough to like show that like well th- it didn't look like a change i'm like no there's there's changes there if you are really yeah. attentive to the detail here and i guarantee you no one picked yeah. up on it yeah nobody reading this month to month there's no way yeah, yeah. absolutely no. well uh we'll 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 get we'll get to it we'll get to it there's a there's a letter that is important to read in this which is really cool um but we'll we'll get to that like in the last part of this so uh, Mighty Thor pops into this vault where Dario and Malekith are still doing battle, and she smashes what Malekith came there for, which is the skull of Laufey. She shatters it. Uh, Malekith's like, what the fuck? Okay, cool. You just declared war on the Frost Giants. Have fun with that. And then we hear another voice boom from the entrance to the vault. Aye, she's a war before her, but not against the likes of you, elf. Unhand my hammer, woman, or know the wrath of Thor. Ah! We see the unworthy Odinson, Uru arm and all. I love this. I love this so much. Do you guys have the next issue, Thor versus Thor? Yes. On there as well, with the different fonts for Thor? Which I uh, I don't have the fonts. Yeah, it's it's different. It's different fonts. It's the Mighty Thor logo with the hammer make like going through yeah. the and making the O versus a goaded Thor, logo, by the way, which is the 
which is the Thor God of Thunder logo with like the runic looking. That's so cool. Okay. And it's such a cool touch. You're like, oh, it's sick. (laughs) (laughs) And so as Malcolm alluded to this chapter, chapter four is Thor versus Thor. And we get a quick catch up of how we got here. Um, Thor has been fished out of the water, taken back to Asgardia. Uh, given a new arm by our boy Screwbeard. Oh yeah, dude! So nice to see him again. Ev- everything that happened happened. Everything that's come before is important. I love me some good continuity. Good continuity, it's nice. And once Thor has been uh, rearmed, he is told, "Hey, your th- your hammer's gone missing, and so is your mother." Which it's like, oh. Oh, for no. Oh, this is the uh, this is the first clue yeah. on who this person could be. Right. Mm, a clue. Back on the present, we see these Thors uh, match up or square up, really. Yeah. And immediately Thor's first first thing he says, he's like, put down the hammer thief and then tell me what have you done with my mother? Where's and- my mom? <laughs> Where's my mom? And so we get what has been memed into oblivion at this point where Thor is or Odinson is getting in Thor's face and she uses the hammer to stop him from getting close. And in all of my years, I truly believed that the meme version of this panel where it says calm thy tits was genuinely what the, uh, what the panel Because <laughs> I have the memory of a goldfish. And to actually see the real panel saying, calm thyself down, was a little disappointing. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. If you're disappointed by that, imagine how many people are disappointed when they go read Moon Knight stuff now. (laughs) There is no getting money from Dracula, you fucking nerd. So Dracula isn't a Moon Knight villain? Is that what you're telling me? No, he's a howling commando. Duh. Anyway. Hell yeah! (laughs) So... Odinson straight up just wallops Thor through the wall, goes to cut her hands off, and yeah. then the two of them have a little battle while uh, everyone's just kind me. of watching. Yeah, he straight up goes, first you steal my hammer, now my words as well. Just, it's so good. It's so good. And it also kind of shows where we are at with Odinson and his development. Mm-hmm. He is still very much his father's son. Toxic yes, mac- is. masculinity, Thor. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the two of them battle. The Frost Giants are just kind of watching and they're like, oh, should we get in there? Like, yeah, let's get in there. And they begin <laughs> trying to stomp on them. The two Thors end up, you know, clashing and the lightning that sparks between them is all of a sudden broken up by Thor, you know, doing her fucking Thor whip thing, her homing missile, her, uh, what is it? Um, guided missile. Her her magic missile. That's it. Magic magic missile. missile. Magic missile. That's probably what the attack's going to be called in the Avengers game. (laughs) Straight up. If they don't call it that, what are we doing here? (laughs) What are we doing here? So she magic missiles Mjolnir around and Thor's just like, I never learned that spell. Like, <laughs> I forget to say that he does say Odin's fade. 
Stop. Oh, By stop. Odin's name, I never see Stop. It. Jacob doesn't know what that means. He's not on Twitter. Stop. Yeah, no clue. He doesn't know what that means. I don't want to bring that bad juju into this. No, no, no clue. Uh, that's a that's an interesting thing. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. By oh, Odin's fate. Oh Lord. Ew. Jacob, uh, all you need to know is that Asgard is my hood. I'll explain later. That sounds uh that sounds hate very, it. very hot. And <laughs> that's right up there with that the, was the that was the whitest way you could have said that. Like, that hmm, like I do believe this doesn't sound quite right. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. Indubitably. Spot off, old bean. Spot off. <laughs> Indubitably, I am turned off by this. <laughs> and so we see uh as Mjolnir's flying around, he goes, I've never seen it do that before. And then the hammer is coming back towards him he's like yeah come back to papa come back to papa come right on over and it whizzes by him and it fucking psychs him it's, just, it's, <laughs> it, it's straight up it uh it force awakens him yes it does oh, yes where Goes the, right the lightsaber fucking flies past our boy john boy that is exactly what that moment is that's exactly what it is yeah. and that was a year after this that's yeah. interesting quite interesting. interesting it's huh. almost like J.J. Abrams doesn't have any more original ideas. Original thoughts? Himself. Yeah, isn't that funny? Weird. Um, so we see Wait, Mighty Thor it? standing there with Mjolnir. <laughs> and she apologizes. She's like, look, I'm sorry. And at this point, we have the ex speaking to the uh, the new dish, saying, in all our years together, Mjolnir never flew like that for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and she's just like she, her air model like oh he's so sad god i hate to see him sad like this and then he asks her hug him. <laughs> he goes back to classic kid literature we all had this book don't lie are you my mommy mm-hmm. <laughs> and she lands a big sloppy kiss on him she grabs said, his your face mother, and but I'll be your mommy. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell by his face he's kind of into it. Yeah, I I love the follow up too of like of Thor being like, still think I'm your mother, and he's like, I certainly hope not. <laughs> he's like, otherwise I'm gonna have to unpack a lot of this. Oh my God! That's <laughs> right, I am Odable. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> oh my God. That's He's awful. like, is this truly Norse mythology? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, am I Odin? Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Thor goes, you know, we've ha- we have met before, right? And she's like, can't answer that. She's full River Song spoilers. Yeah, uh, song but spoilers. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to table that for later. And she's like, shall we go, God of Thunder? And he says, Aye, we shall, Goddess of Thunder. And the and two of them get this. They clear. They 100% clear. It is so good just seeing them fucking axe and hammer in hand. I can't wait to see this like in the movie, in this film. Yeah. The two of them side by side just ripping through shit. Yeah. It is going to be incredible. And then who fucking saunters back out? It's Malekith, that sassy bitch. <laughs> And he's just like, 
Oh, you're still here. Great. Wonderful. Love this. He's put his hand between the yeah, he eyes of like, his hand. He's he loved that so much. That is so good. He is, like, the most. <laughs> he is the moment. He is an icon. You know, he's absolutely used that arm to do weird stuff already. Oh, like, you yeah. Know, yeah. He has. Why do you think he's bandaged it up? Like, <laughs> ew. So, yeah. So he's just you like. Never say that I say gross things because that was gross. That is really good. I don't know I what you're talking about. I didn't say no, anything explicitly. <laughs> so he uh, he's basically like, all right, well, uh, toodaloo, and he starts to back away into this portal. Thor's like, give me my arm back, you son of a bitch. He's like, what arm? He 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 goes wand on him. He's like, what arm? And then the fucking arm bursts into flames. The Combust. petty bitch that yeah. Malekith is. And then he disappears. Dario comes out in a fucking robe. And he's just like, yeah, you're uh, you're trespassing on my property. I love it. <laughs> Please get GTFO before I call the cops. Thank you. Yeah. Before I have my troll punch you in the face with his exactly. knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> and so they leave and uh, they go to reunite with the heroes that were frozen in the uh in the stairway and that's where we find freya knocking off one possibility of who thor may be Mm -hmm. uh it's revealed that she was the one who mobilized the heroes of earth to go after uh to go after the frost giants and was subsequently frozen alongside them and we also see beautifully our russell dodderman sam wilson captain america down there in the corner yeah, we see him a little bit when he's frozen. Like he's frozen in action. He's got his wings spread like when he's when he's a frozen boy in issue. Right, like, that's right. He has wings spread and the shield's flying out. And that's when you're like, oh, interesting. That's when this is, huh? Yeah. But yeah, right there you see him just facing the camera, which is awesome. God, Russell Dodderman. So good. Oh, man. It's really good. And that's when everyone is first introduced to the new Mighty Thor. And that's when he makes the changeover. Do not call me by that name. I am not worthy of it. I'm still the Prince of Asgard. I'm still the Odinson. But she is Thor now. Passing the mantle on, giving his blessing for Thor to carry Mjolnir. And she says, I will carry it. I am the mighty Thor. And whips off into the sky. And... Uh, Odinson and Freya are basically like, yeah, dad's going to fucking hate this. Can't wait to see how he reacts. <laughs> I love it. <that. laughs> so good. And then we get the epilogue where we see Dario Agar and Malekith. The skull of Laufey was not, in fact, the true one. It was a decoy <laughs> as the two of them have struck up business with uh, Dario saying, you know, as for the price... Let's say we start the bidding at everything I could possibly ever want. And Malekith says, and what exactly is it that you want, Mr. Agar? And he says, realms. I want realms. And he says, perhaps you and I can do business after all. An unholy alliance has been struck. Uh-huh. And shit is going down. Ooh. So... <laughs> You know, that just kind of reminds me of, um, like, uh, Princess and the Frog. Like, just the underscore for Dr. Facilier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And so I we got friends on the, the other, other side. side. <laughs> the only thing about that movie I like is him. That's fair. True. And so yeah. chapter five, behold a new age of thunder. Now and this a new is artist. a new artist. Yeah. Uh, this is, hold on a second. Let me pull this up. I want to make sure I get the name right. Um, that is going to be, uh, oh, this is Jorge Molina. I love Jorge it's Molina. Mila. It is. Oh, uh-huh. it's clearly also changed up his style a bit too. 100%. This, this feels very young in comparison. Yes. Uh, it's Absolutely. Great. Oh, it's great fantastic. looking pages here, but it looks very different from the Jorge Molina that we see now. Yes. Who is just leveled up to an entirely new level. Yeah, 100%. That was the best part about this most recent uh, Williamson, Williamson Batman run. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. He is so good. It's tremendous. Yeah. And so we see uh, Odin is observing this battle between the mighty Thor and our boy Crusher Creel, mm-hmm. the absorbing man. Yes. Oh, Every man. Thor's first outing should be against the Absorbing Man. Agreed. Agreed. And we see that uh, Thor just absolutely sidesteps the thing that always ends up making this fight more complicated, where when Thor would typically, or when the Odinson would typically fight the Absorbing Man at a certain point, he'd be whacking him with Mjolnir, and he would absorb the Uru, and that would make this fight considerably harder. Using her uh, her magic missile, she just whips Mjolnir around him to distract him and then goes in for these most satisfying sock on the jaw. Mm-hmm. Knocking him out until Titania arrives. Hell yeah. Yes. You can't have Crusher without Titania. I love seeing them together. One of the best couples in comics. Straight yes. up. Yes. Uh, if, you want, and if you want more of them, uh, read Immortal Hulk and Gamma Squad. Oh, okay. and also read uh, Black Bolt Hard Times, which we covered on the podcast recently. They are. Oh, yeah, there is that, that book. book, too. Yeah. So he, he hates Saladin a bit so much. Um, <laughs> so Titania takes Crusher's Wrecking Ball and is like, all right, I got this. And then she wallops Crusher with it knocking him out and she goes i ain't fighting no woman thor and neither is he she's like not today at least i'm standing down out of respect for what you're doing i love this that's the fucking coolest thing ever respect so good she's like can't have been easy for you hasn't been easy for me either and she's just like yeah i'm not gonna let you leave though she's like no i'm not asking you to little prison time will actually be good for me and crusher when we've been out too long he starts to get a wandering eye i love this so much yeah and she says, you know, just so you know, this is a one-time girl power pass. Next time you get in my way, I will rip off your head and toss it in the Hudson. <laughs> and Thor was like, very well, just so you know, I'm going to hit you now rather hard. And just wallops her with Mjolnir. I love that. Are you uh, are you reading the current She-Hulk book? Eric? I am. There's a really good bit, and I think it's the first issue of that. Where like She Hulk and Titania like yes meet up to like duke <laughs> it out and and they both kind of just like talk and sex they both need someone to talk to and it's like okay how about like every now and then we just kind of meet up and we just like fight it out a little bit 
like you know like kind of kind of just stress relief because this is this is their cool, let's like, get mimosas every sunday that's let's just talk shit <laughs> let's just talk shit like, <laughs> and i love it it's so awesome very much that energy i would love to see jane foster now like pop up with them in hell that, yeah in that she hulk book yeah. hell yeah i would yeah. love to see jen bartell draw mighty thor Oh, That'd be pretty so cool. So, uh, Malcolm's <laughs> going to need a minute, so we're going to press on. I'm going to need um, a minute. <laughs> so Odin is basically watching his crystal ball like he's fucking um, the villain from Power Rangers. Rita Repulsa? <laughs> Straight Rita Repulsa. up. He's yeah. Rita Repulsa. He <laughs> is Rita, He is more Rita Repulsa than Lord Zed. That is, yes. that is yeah. true. Yeah. That's a, he's like, ah, after my Odin sleep, I'm free. <laughs> it's time to take wow! over Midgar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yes, there she stands, stolen hammer in hand, mounting her crime. Show me her secrets. Show me the witch unmasked. Calling uh, everyone around him idiots. Yeah, yes. like totally. It's totally the repulsa energy. You're right. One hundred percent. Rhea's just like ay ay ay. Odin. Son. Odin, why do you be this way? <laughs> and so Odinson, speaking of Odinson and Freya show up to basically be like, dude, you're being a fucking creep. Like, leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> leave it alone and, he, and he just goes, Jacob, can you read this? You have all you have all become too willful line in the Rita Repulsa voice. <laughs> you have become uh, oh yeah, okay, I see it. It's a, ah, you've all become too willful in my absence. Must I remind you that it was Odin who literally hung the stars? Odin who stands alone above all. Like, especially with that pose. Hold that on, like, where are you? Ah! <laughs> that's all I'm going to think of now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Odin is Rita Repulsa. I love it. Oh and then we call up our Lord Zed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Culvorsen, God of Fear. Holy mm -hmm. shit. And this is, correct me if I'm wrong, the first time we've seen him since Fear Itself. This is absolutely the first time we've seen him since Fear Itself. Which yes. is scary. Yes. And understandable that Odin's son is right there and is like, sorry, hey, Dad, I know you're really upset about like the Thor thing, but uh, why the fuck is this guy here? He killed me. <laughs> and then it's just the, the, like, the office me. style, like, quick, like, pan over yeah. to fucking call just like, hey. <laughs> my name is Cole. <laughs> fucking calls just like I, they're doing I'm like a... here he, he's he's doing his best uh his best dwight from the office yeah of just like i am also here <laughs> he and you don't get to do a fucking thing about it <laughs> and i just i love this i love that in a way he has gone from the most terrifying villain to like just needling to just being the the kid from recess randall randall he's become yeah. randall yeah he's oh he's worm tongue 100 yeah. this is this is as big of a downgrade and i recognize this is going to be an incredibly inside baseball reference that probably oh. will only sate me this is the difference of final fantasy 4 of golbez when you're fighting him versus when he's in your party he is this terrifying looking individual when you're fighting him in a boss fight but then he joins your party and he's this tiny little sprite and he just you can see that he's been 
devolutioned like a uh, like a mushroom has been sapped from him. I love it. That was specific. It. it was very specific, yeah. but it it's the first good. thing I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at the difference in his sprites if you ever play uh, Final Fantasy IV. Anyway, um, Odin's basically like, he's my boy. You don't get to fucking fuck with my boy. You get out of here, you wash out. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Thor and Freya leave and they're just like, this is going to be a fucking problem. And so Thor heads to the Asgardian Royal Dining Hall where he runs into another potential candidate. The mighty Sith. I love Sith. I love yeah. when she pops up in the comics. I love yeah. any time that Jamie Alexander has popped up as her. I love Sith. And she is, correct me if I'm wrong, in the middle of her journey into mystery run here. Yes. And yes. one of the best journey into mystery runs. Period. Uh, yeah. Or none. Yeah. Might be my favorite. Run. Yeah. Might be my Captain favorite. Captain should always write Sif. There should be a Sif ongoing series right now. 100%. And so the two of them kind of commiserate over all the changes. And there's this moment where like they're like actually having this heart to heart and all of a sudden he goes hey so where were you when my mother uh led the warriors of asgard like i noticed you weren't there um and she's just like fucking what like i thought we were having a genuine moment here and he's just like yeah i just i made a list of people who could possibly be thor and i just wanted to and she just splashes her drink in his face and just goes fuck you dude i'm out of here and so she leaves and Thor's just like, ah, whatever, man. And then he pulls out this scroll with the list of names. The fact that it's a scroll is so funny to me. It's, it's so, so good. funny. They like a quest log. scroll and a fucking like ink pen, like a quill in the pot of ink so you can cross off a name. It's so funny because he does that constantly throughout the rest of his run. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but I love... I, and I love that we get the the list of names of potential yes. candidates. So we see Freya is crossed off. We see Hildegard, Brunhild, which I believe both of those are Valkyries. Mm -hmm. uh, Brunhild is the main Valkyrie that we know. Uh, right. Hildegard, we'll see her later, but she's a uh, she's she's the big woman. She's yes, fucking awesome. Yeah, she's like woman. super Viking style. She's yeah. sick. Uh, we see two names that I don't recognize: Idun and Tarine. Uh, we say Jane Foster, Roz Solomon. We see Lorelai. That name I know, but I can't place it right now. Mm -hmm. Lorelai uh, is another enchantress. Okay, and then okay. we see the proper enchantress, Amora. Amora, yeah. Which was, I think, a big theory at the time as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sif, he marks with a question mark. He hasn't marked her off yet. We also see Carnilla, Queen of the Norns, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. which would have been interesting. Kelda, which I don't recognize, or a ton of Nile. Same. But we do see two names that I do recognize. Hell yeah. Angela and Loki. I love that Loki's on the list. Yes. I, I can never rule him out. That yeah. this is the beginning of Loki being a very gender fluid character. Like, yep. it just, canon just accepting that. I think that's yeah. fucking awesome. It's so so like, cool. yeah, no, who could this female Thor be? It's probably Loki. Like, <laughs> that, <laughs> so yeah. awesome. That was one of my favorite things from like the previous with J. Michael Shavinsky's uh, yes. run was just the yeah. female, the idea of a female Loki, which yes. so good. is so much better. Yeah. Listeners, if you haven't read that, that's 
That is an amazing run. That is an it's amazing Loki. Yeah. Unfortunately short. It's an yeah. unfortunately short run, but it is True. a fantastic run of a Thorcon. Yes. Iconic for a reason. <laughs> yes. And so we cut over to the moon. Uh, Mighty Thor is having her inner monologue and we get some more hints dropped about, you know, the harder it gets, you know, the more I carry around, the harder it gets to let you go, especially what you're doing to my boom tube. And, <laughs> and Freya steps out and she's just like, hey, and she more or less gives her the same talk that Titania did just with more words. Basically, yeah. like, look, I respect what you're doing. I get it. There's shit that's going to be wrong. But, uh, look, dark shit's going to happen. You're going to have to deal with that. Odin is not a fan of this big change. And so he is going to be coming after you. I need you to be ready. I need you to be aware. And she's basically, Thor basically says, okay, cool. Well, uh, this has been fun. Uh, this is, I'm going to get out of here. And Freya asks her, I know I love this moment too. She's like, how does it feel to be Thor? And she said, and Thor says, how do you feel? How do you imagine it feels? She's like, I imagine it to be unimaginable. And Thor goes, not even close. And she flies off and Freya gets this line where she's like, should have picked up the damn thing when I had the chance. I love it. I love that moment. It's so good. <laughs> and so we get to the Warriors 3 showing up to pick up their drunk friend. Nicholas Fury. He is, he is A so thousand cast of surprise running when I eclipse Nicholas Fury. <laughs> it's all I it's all I heard is just the greatest slurring of everything I've ever had, friend. It's like, he all right, said, buddy, we gotta get he, you home. Breaking us up at tacos. He, he said, uh, uh, like, <laughs> and I, as a reader, was like, "What did he say? Tell me what he said." <laughs> That's the thing because you can't forget. There's two mysteries here: who is Thor, and what was said that made Odin son unworthy. Yeah. So that's something we don't get paid off for a, for a while yet. It's years. And so God, his friends pick really? him up, oh drag him God. off. It, it it won't be years for us, Jacob. You'll get I it know, in a but, few weeks. But like, oh my God, such a long time before. It's a lot. Get- they make you forget about yeah. it. They make you forget about it and realize that it's not important, which is really cool. Bullshit. And so- <laughs> I, will fester in this, I will fester with this in my mind for like, if I was reading this in real time, I would have made a note and just stick it right next to this book every time I would like open it up and going like, just remember... Thor was unworthy for some reason. And I just oh, like, yeah. yep, I need to find out what that is. I you wouldn't have like, found out until like 2017. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I would have seen it like every single month. This is Jacob Brown with the Fury Report. Did he say <laughs> what has what Fury said? Jacob's just, no! No! Fuck, it hasn't. And that was the Fury that was Report. The Fury Report. <laughs> Tune in next month. It's it's definitely that moment with Charlie Day in like sunny Philadelphia with, with like the conspiracy, the board. conspiracy board and everything with Pepe Sylvia and everything like that. But it's just like it's just what did what did Fury say? What, did, what was the whisper? <laughs> and so Odin and Cull, deep in the bowels of Asgardia, have decided we're gonna pull out the nuclear option because we want to deal with this ASAP. And you know what? Let's bring in the destroyer. I love it. Odin says, 
Oh, actually, Jacob, can you read uh, what he sa- what he says here in your uh, <laughs> in our new Thor in our new Odin voice? The more traditional methods will serve us just fine. The destroyer will bring me the hammer of Thor and the broken body of the thief who holds it. Ah! This is straight Jacob, up. You'd a- be a wonderful reader, Repulsa. Holy shit, that was yes. incredible. This is uh, straight up just every time they make a new monster to throw at yes, the Power Rangers. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cole is just Finster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's just making new monsters. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess more I guess more he's Goldar. I guess he's yes. really Goldar. He's Goldar. Uh, yeah. By the way, Malcolm, to answer what you said of like I would be good for Rita Repulsor. Uh every time as kids playing around in uh the playground uh all the other kids wanted to be power rangers and there was no girl to play rita repulsor and they asked me to do it every time every single so time. he's had a lot of practice yes buddy you crush it i want <laughs> you to come over and read all my power ranger comics to me with that voice yes please <laughs> we will record we will do audiobooks of all that run Right Listen, now. Rita Repulsa. will be up on the Patreon. Great so uh, make sure you subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> that I can't stress enough isn't real, and we At haven't seventy-five dollars a month. That's you can so hear so you can hear Jacob recite Rita Repulsa lines to you. At ninety dollars a month, you can commission lines for him to read. I will read it for for five hundred bucks. I will read the entirety of. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey series as Rita Repulsa with the Rita Repulsa voice. <laughs> that's a that's a steal. Listen, that's, that's a Rita. steal. Wow. As I t- slowly caressed her so shoulder, I was almost getting heated by the body heat of her. <laughs> that sounds good. I'm pretty good. It. It's pretty good. Yeah, so it. chapter six, who holds the hammer? I love this cover. It's an incredible cover because Showing it's, a, it's all of the a... potential candidates. And there's some some people here who weren't on the list. Uh-huh. We see uh, we see Scarlet Witch. We see Captain Marvel. We see Black Widow. We also see the daughters of Thor. Yep. Or, or the uh, the granddaughters of Thor. And Hela, which would have been fucking wild. Right. Oh yeah, there is a hella there. Yeah. Right at the top. Oh yeah. see on the on the regular issue, that's covered up by the logo. She's oh. covered up by the logo. But I could tell from the from the lower part of the body. I realize how that sounds, but like she has a very distinct <laughs> costume. That's all. She very has a specific very costume, costume, correct. Uh but I love Loki in the middle who's just like pointing himself like me? <laughs> <laughs> could it could be? be so funny? Uh what a stinker. And so we get the backstory for uh, Dario Agar. He lived on an island. His parents were killed. He prayed to a bull god. And now he is the Minotaur. The Minotaur. With his freaking Gucci glasses. I know, right? <laughs> and we see that he actually kept the heads of the men who killed his family. I love Has that. been artificially keeping them alive. Which is psychopath behavior. Yeah. For years. Yeah. Uh, also psychopath behavior is this uh, New York Bulletin article framed behind him of him uh, him doing the House of Cards pose. It says yes. House of Rocks. House of Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> With an upside down American flag. That's psychotic. It's <laughs> amazing. Incredibly so. What is the one behind it? Oh, uh, and, and uh, the, Forbes, the Forbes. Forbes one reads, yeah. Yeah. Dario Agar, my father owned an island. I know I own a world. 
Yeah. Like this is 100% Elon Musk energy. Yes. I do yeah. not like it. Yes. This is and like so, Elon Musk going full Lex Luthor. Like, yes. Really yeah. yeah. This is the potential that he has. Yeah. I'm really Scary. glad actually that we have like a billionaire villain in this. I mean, it's always such a cliche and stuff, but for like Thor, I never thought like there would be something like that for this. We talked <laughs> about it last week. It's making Thor like Superman, which is not a bad choice. Not That's a bad choice idea. at all. Yeah. Like Thor should be more Superman. And just so. like every good Superman comic, it is tremendously better when Supergirl is a mainstay. Hell yeah. Yes. World's finest, baby. World's finest. Fucking love that book. That book uh, is so good. I want so that good. action figure from that design from this week. So it, it's just Dragon that. Ball now. And it's, I it's am just Dragon Ball. It's just Dragon Ball. Jacob, no kidding. Superman and Batman basically do the fusion dance in actually, order to technically it, together. Um, actually, it, 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 it is more Patara earrings. It is more Patara earrings. No fusion dance involved, <laughs> but no one knows the Patara earrings except for us. So that's why I use the fusion dance analogy because I figured Jacob would know that. Yes, absolutely. That was a better reference to go with. And congratulations, <laughs> you got me with that. Thank you. Actually, though, it's more accurate because they use a ring, quite like the Patara earrings, to get to their fusion. So yes. But there is this fusion uh, design. It's, it's I'll, I'll send you a picture. It's, it's so, so tight. Good. You you also reminded me of the dance that the dragon, uh, that the fire lord, uh, that Zuko and, and ooh do. yes, yeah, yeah, that's what you kind of reminded me. Really of. good. Yeah. Anyway. So meanwhile, in Asgardia, <laughs> uh, Odinson is going to Heimdall like, "Hey, you know who she is, right?" And he's like, "Even if I did, I wouldn't tell you." And I love that for Heimdall. He I love that Heimdall's like, there's way more important shit going on right now. Like, look at what's going on. Isn't yeah. that sick? What the fuck am I looking at right Isn't now? Isn't that sick? That is fucking amazing. It's the coolest design. That is, that is like if the Red Hood became Superman. That is so cool. It's so cool. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. So Heimdall does tell Odinson, like, hey, look, rock trolls are doing some dumb shit in Texas. Can you go deal with that? He's like, all right, cool. We cut to Midgard, a den of rock trolls somewhere deep beneath Texas, and Odinson is going ham with his axe. And he's just, at one point, he's slaughtered all of them except one, and he's just standing above him going, Who is she? I must know! <laughs> the troll's just like, I have no idea what you're talking about! This is like the crazy version of Prince Charming trying to figure out, like, who dropped the slipper. Agony! Yeah. Like, this is into the More woods, Prince Charming. Always covering her face, always wielding that hammer and just out of reach. Oh. <laughs> Yo, straight up, that was Pine would have made a great Thor. E- yeah. Because yeah. he's yeah. he's like basically talking to himself. He's just like, Brunhild, must be Brunhild. The new Thor has blonde hair and fights like a Valkyrie, so who else could she be? But but, oh, but the hammer could alter her appearance as it once did mine, change her hair color. Or, oh, it must be Sif after all. No one else could wield Mjolnir with such power. And, or could it be my sister Angela? Or perhaps even... And he's just like, he's losing his mind. Oh, uh, she! He's so obsessed. I don't know who you're talking about! <laughs> I will find him! Yeah. I will find him! <laughs> and so... He goes back to the moon and he is found by Volstag. On the fucking moon. He's on the fucking moon. On the fucking moon. And Volstag's like, alas, I cannot aid you in your quest, Odin. <laughs> <laughs> I know not who she Boston. is. 
Boston story is so fun. <laughs> oh my god. This is Boston version. Yeah, is just like, I'm afraid I know who next you need to see. And it might be best if you were to hurry. Hey, when did this happen, Hila? <laughs> it's not like have been much improved of late. Hey, fuck off. She collapsed earlier today and in the midst of a congressional session. Yeah, yeah. it's bullshit, huh? I yeah. thought she was feeling better. What are you supposed to be doing over here? So now, 100%, I can see just like, nurse, tell me the truth. Is there really a shirtless thunder god standing in front of me? <laughs> have I died and gone to Valhalla? I kind of love her with a Boston accent. I, I, I now cannot unhear it now. Like the way that it would, it would make her and Carol get along really well. I kind yeah. of about it. Oh yeah, straight up. Comics Carol is very Boston. Yes. It has to be. Yes. It, it would. It would certainly make good, make her even call. more appealing yeah. to uh, to Anne Dallas of the Comics oh, Collective. You're right. I kind of, and all of the all of the fucking inner monologues now, just in a Boston accent, as she's like, "Verily, you fucking Thor, you know, you fucking trolls." Ah, God, these fucking guys. I just can't. <laughs> that makes the holy crap even better. Just like, yes, it's I'm like, holy crap. It's, it's almost like Janice from. Yes. This fucking Shit, that's a good call. That's really oh fun. That's God. all I'm gonna hear from now on. It's it's like, <laughs> Bostonian, Bostonian Jane Foster. Yeah, I can survive trolls, super villains, civil wars. Your brother, your dad. After all that. You think I'm gonna let some little lump in my breast be the thing that takes me down? Fact no. Fuck <laughs> off. Fuck off. <laughs> These fucking trolls have never parked a car in Harvard Yard. They've never done any of that shit. Right. We've unleashed a monster so bad. I wait for the fucking cubs. Just like how we had the French violence in Yes. Yeah. Now we just have like Boston attitude now. Boston Jane, yeah. Boston Jane. And I love love this last exchange between them when, when they go to leave. Just like Please tell me you're not really calling yourself Odinson. You're so much more than just your father's child. I hope you know that. He, he goes, once, once you you're... Will, yeah, go ahead. You may call me whatever you like. I'm going to remember you said that, Lord Thunder Britches. Like, <laughs> it, it, it I love so it so much. <laughs> it works like, so clean well. up your fucking sourpuss off your face. Like, don't you worry about it, sweetheart. I'm going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just go run a couple laps in the forum. You'll be all right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm, like, crying. Oh, God. That's a great idea. It's so good. Cool. I love it so much. Wouldn't that be crazy if Natalie Portman came back in this movie? <laughs> she just has the accent for no reason. Boston accent. <laughs> she, fucking rolls, she fucking rolls up with a Larry Bird jersey. Over her Thor costume. <laughs> Beat LA. Fuck the Lakers. Fuck the Have it be. Oh my god. As an aside, um, I recently oh finished god. Winning Time on HBO. Oh, and how it was an that? Incredible show. At a certain point, they introduce Larry Bird, and it's quite literally the most perfect character in television today. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's I love so him. Good. He's a fun guy. 
he is not a fun guy in the show, which is the best part of him. <laughs> like, he is this, like, dopey-looking, mustache-mulleted guy, and yes, he's like, sitting like, at a press conference with Magic Johnson, and at a certain point, he's like, he's just like, they're like, what are you going to do tonight to beat Magic? Win. How are you going to win? By playing good. And then he t- covers the mic and turns to Magic, and he just goes, I'm going to fuck your skull. And then he goes up, he's like... <laughs> All right, I gotta go game. And he gets up and he walks away, and I'm like, this is the greatest character in all of That's television. Awesome. That's awesome. It's so good. If even if you don't, listener, even if you don't watch the show, just look up the Larry Bird cl- clips from that show. It is yeah, perfection. Dude. That's so funny. And so Thor uh has another uh has another candidate lost from here. Odinson crosses off Jane Foster's name and then circles another one. Roz Solomon. Odinson heads to the shield helicarrier, uh, which famously does not have hallways. And he speaks Uh to uh, Agent Coulson. Uh, Coulson's like, we have no idea who she is. We've been doing all our... uh, all our uh, investigations we don't really know we're kind of hoping that you knew who she was and fucking odinson just breaks the computers with the Arnbjorn. and colson just goes okay if you need some time to think about it that's cool too and <laughs> odinson just goes where is agent solomon and he's like agent solomon uh, Roz had a bit of a rough go during the fight with the trolls in broxton she's been on leave for a few weeks while she Wait a minute. You don't think that she's the... Uh, we could probably call her. You want to call her? Let's call her. And then, my friends, is the scene that I am talking about that I 100% when I first read this, I was like, it's it's Roz. Like, this is the only Roz. thing that makes sense. It has and to this be. is when the music cue kicks in for me where you just hear some a little bit of light drumming uh, they cut to the empty car floating. Mm-hmm. It's like, Agent Solomon, this is shield control. Come in, please. And it zooms out, and the car is above Roxon Island. And you start to hear the opening the uh, opening instrumental of Make Way for the King by Ohana Bam. Oh. And, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to play it. I just, I want to. Do you want to? When you play, do you want to sit, read this part here? Whatever it is. I don't know if I'm going to be able to time it out correctly because oh, I fair. read a lot faster in my head than uh, than I do out loud. But basically, on Rocks on Island, um, Agar and Malekith are you know having a little toast to themselves and to their partnership. And uh, as they are about to. Com- you know, we don't know. Uh, get through their uh, their their uh, their deal. We see that a motion sensor has picked up some movement, and then we hear, or at least I heard. They're like, we don't know if this is coming. Oh yeah. yeah. They're like, uh, must be this freak thunderstorm that just sprang up out of nowhere. Yeah. But we're working to it, and they're like, wait. Did you say thunderstorm? There's this lightning strike, and the sold the rocks on soldiers turn and they start firing. 
and then we get the best full page spread. Yeah. As the bullets are just bouncing off Thor. I fucking love this so much. So sick. This song, this song's in Invincible in the yep. show. Yes, yeah. it is. It's with the Mahler twins, yeah. 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 Yep. And also with um why am I blanking on his name? Titan. Omni Man. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the yeah. first time we see Titan. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, yes. this is yes. I was 100 percent like, it's Roz. Like all the clues matched up. She's been AWOL for a couple of weeks. We haven't seen her. Like, it all matches up. And just her standing there taking bullet fire like she's fucking Brandon Ruth in Superman Returns. Hell yeah. Well, it's just bouncing off her. I fucking loved it. I loved it so much. Meanwhile, in Asgardia, Freya comes into the throne room to see Cole Borson taking a nap. As he a sleepy bitch, he's a sleepy bitch, and Odin's basically like, you know, calls my guy. He's my dog. He's like, perhaps you could stand to learn a lesson from Call, and she gives him the most satisfying backhand. It's so good, and he reveals that Call has taken command of the Destroyer armor, which then makes its entrance to try and maim and or kill thor brings us to part seven the battle for the hammer and we cut to weeks ago with roz i i love ross solomon i love ross solomon Solomon. yeah she's my favorite Thor love interest she's the Mm -hmm. coolest man and all signs point point to this being the reveal issue all signs Mm -hmm. point to this being okay we're gonna explain how roz became thor and they set it up and they frame it that way for the first probably half of this issue. Because mm-hmm. Roz is not taking any days off. She is infiltrating more Roxxon, uh, more Roxxon facilities. And she is shooting people, jumping out of windows, into her flying car. Like, it's all incredible James Bond shit. <laughs> and there's one point where uh, Coulson's like, did you take any actual time off at all? And Roz is like, I slept until after five this morning. Does that count? I I fucking love Ross Sullivan. It's so good. <laughs> awesome. It's so good. And so Colson tells her through the communications, like, I th- because Roz is like, fucking Thor hasn't been around. And he's like, oh, I thought you knew. And you see her rocket off to the moon saying, like, what do you mean lost his hammer? And so her flying car takes her to the moon and takes her to Mjolnir. She reports, like, I haven't found, there's no Thor, but there's a hammer here. And then she has this great monologue. And she's like, Coulson? Because the communication cuts out. And she's like, did you know there's actually breathable air in the blue area of the... She looks up and she sees the planet, which she's an environmentalist. She loves Earth. And she says, it's still beautiful, isn't it? Even after all the horrible crap we've done to it, it still takes your breath away. And it's still worth fighting for. Even if the more we fight, the less it seems like a battle we can actually win. Companies like Roxxon are only getting stronger and more reckless while S.H.I.E.L.D.'s resources and allies keep dwindling away. If only we had something to tip the scale, something big that could... And then she looks down at the hammer. And if literally they had gone with Roz, wouldn't have complained one bit. Wouldn't have complained a single bit. Oh no. Because she's worthy. 
She's worthy. She's we cut people. to rocks on island where Thor battles against the destroyer. They are more or less evenly matched. The destroyer tackles her off of the island and down to the oil fields below. And we see at one point the destroyer lift the hammer. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cole oh takes this as, oh, I'm worthy. I can lift the hammer. And it's, of course, later said like, no, it's just a weapon picking up a weapon. Like, yep. neither of you are worthy. But uh, Thor begins no, battling against the destroyer. And here comes the most like desperate fight in this run so far because she's never faced down a destroyer and this destroyer is ready to end her life meanwhile in the skies of midgard we see ah, toothnar and toothnasher leading odinson through the skies freya arrives and tells him look thor's getting her ass kicked by the destroyer right now we need your help Malekith and Dario are watching this whole thing transpire when Malekith gives Dario the tour of the nine, well, now ten realms. Uh-huh. Heaven, Midgard, Jotunheim, Nidavellir, Vanaheim, he- I already said Heaven, uh, Muspelheim, Niflheim, Svartalheim, and Asgard. And then they come to the tenth realm, Alfheim. And they murder the shit out of a bunch of light elves. And it makes me really sad because it kind of looks like in the right of the screen that we lose our boy. Mm, Sir Honeycutt. We see uh, a body being flung to the side and a pistol flung into the air. I don't like it. Oh, yeah. I didn't didn't realize that, actually. (laughs) Makes me very sad. Oh, man. Continuity check. Oh, shit. (sighs) Back on Midgard, um, Thor is continuing to battle against the destroyer and she cannot win but then she uses the hammer as essentially magic missiles it around the battlefield just dragging the destroyer armor with it which is so inventive it's so cool yeah and then then uses uh a gallic gun (laughs) basically Dre- just throws it through one of the oil refineries and then uses her Gallic gun to uh, cause a giant explosion. Yes. Out of the explosion, the hammer comes back. She catches it. She's like, good hammer. Gives it a little kiss. <laughs> it's so Lucky good. Hammer. And we get this wonderful moment again where we hear the destroyer coming in and her uh, her caption boxes read, this is not how it ends. I will not be a footnote to history. I will not be the woman who was Thor for five days and then fell. This is not how I die. I am Thor, goddess of thunder, and no matter what happens today, I know this is not the end of my story. My true story hasn't even begun, but it's about to. And then a portal opens up. We hear, on your left, and who the fuck comes through? (laughs) Odinson and literally every person on the list that could have been Thor. Except for Loki. Except for Loki. Uh, which I I really do love because they set this up earlier where Freya's like you and I can't fight the destroyer on our own and he's like no but you know who we can fight and then he holds up the list and I it's so cool it's so cool seeing all of them come together yeah. uh, bringing us to chapter eight the woman beneath the mask and it's just all out war against the destroyer 
everybody doing their thing while Cull is on his gigantic power trip. Um, we see here the the beginning of Russell Dodderman drawing insanely sized hair with Carnilla. Ah, I love Carnilla. She's so cool. Look at her. She's so cool. She's so cool. Deep purple eyeshadow. It's so good. Uh, the deep purple eyeshadow and the green eyes. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And oh, so pretty. all of them manage to end the destroyer, but not before uh, Lady Freya gets choked out by the destroyer. And she's like yelling at Odin. She's like, do you see what you have wrought, Lord Husband? Look upon thy mighty works. Behold the legacy of Odin. And after that, Odin's just like, fucking let it go. Bring the destroyer back. And he says, damn you woman for making me the villain. And it's like, no, uh, as a wise man once said, you have done that yourself. (laughs) My guy. (laughs) (laughs) And so the destroyer leaves. Everyone's just like, all right, cool. Great. This is awesome. I'm hurting we a lot. It. <laughs> it, it's it's that uh we did it, Patrick. We saved the city with everything burning around them. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> and so everybody, you know, puts out all the fires, repairs the uh the oil, uh the oil fields, and everyone does their all right, this was fun, bye. And they do they head off. Um, I love Jessica Drew's quote. She's like, if you're ever in New York, look me up. We'll go punch people together. It'll be great. Uh, Jessica Drew in her best costume, man, by the way. <clears throat> Interesting take. Oh! Interesting. Okay, yeah. Best costume, not best body design. Correct. They, they slimmed her down. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, and I love uh, Sif. It's just like, you want my advice? Lose the hammer and the sidekick. And Odin's like, sidekick? <laughs> <laughs> we see everyone leave. And as a, as a reader, I'm doing a mental checklist on, okay, it's not you, it's not you, it's not you, it's not you, it's not you. And again, there's that moment. Where's Loki? Uh-huh. And so everyone leaves. Odinson and Thor have this moment where he goes... I know who you are. And Thor looks at him and she's like, you do? And he's like, I made a list. He's like, I'm not angry. I'm not jealous. That is a lie. I am jealous, but I will not ask you to apologize for being worthy when I am not. All I ask is for the truth. And he says, Agent Solomon, please do me this one simple favor. Just please tell me the truth. And again, they are setting this up to be Roz. Mm-hmm. In this moment, she can't say... Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we hear, there she is. And who comes through the absolute hurricane that is Roz Sullivan? Yes. Ah! There's oh the idiot God. Thor I'm looking for. You almost got me killed. <laughs> like, I did? So goaded. Oh, man. And she's like, I'd stuck on the rocks on island to spy on Dario Agar. I was just about to find out what he and Malkith have been up to. And then you showed up with your hammer and your stupid thunderstorms. The whole island was on alert. I barely got out of there alive. Uh, <laughs> I am sorry. I did not know. <laughs> and so she's like, okay, you know, I'm, I usually don't yell this much, but uh, look, we're going to be friends. We're going to work together. And she's like, this is this is crazy. And Thor has just this fa- and it carries through all three panels that he's featured in. It's just this yes. expression of shock. 
Four. Yeah. It even when like even like before that, like it's when yeah. he's she's getting when Rosalind's getting into Lady Thor's face. It's, it's just like it's the Pikachu uh, meme face is what it is. <laughs> he's just like, yeah. huh? What? But wild. And Thor just goes, "It would appear you to have much to discuss. I will leave you to it." And then just flies <laughs> off into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> my job is done da, da, da. <laughs> but you're there and you're there but you're there. but how come and Roz oh, is just no. like okay what's up with the list and he just shreds it he's like what list we're gonna go drink meanwhile in Asgardia Freya heads back and she finds that Odin won't let her in the room which means they are sleeping in separate rooms. Odin's a biatch. He's a biatch. Somebody's on the couch. <laughs> and then we see, back in Jotunheim, Malekith using his magics that he gained from killing all those light elves to bring back Laufey. Oh, yeah. And then in the final scene of this issue and of this uh, preliminary Thor series, mm-hmm. Thor heading back to Asgardia with the hammer, she lands in a corridor, launches the hammer off. She says, listen as always for my call. And as the magic starts to burn away, we see, I hide because I won't be stopped. And they would try to stop me if they ever learned the truth. The world <laughs> needs a Thor. That's all that really matters. We need a God who understands what it means to be humble, to be mortal. A God who knows how precious life is, how delicate. A God who struggles every day to live a worthy life, who suffers that so that no one else will have to. A God who loves the earth enough to die for it. I am Dr. Jane Foster, and I will not stop being the mighty Thor, even though it is killing me. What a reveal. Jane Foster is Thor. Does does your issue also have the little end bit there at the it corner? It does not. It does uh, not have anything after that. It goes straight into the annual. Mm-hmm. So okay, so uh, two things. One, there was a thing common with all books that were the last one before Secret Wars because with Secret Wars they ended a lot of books uh, because it was the end of the universe, and so they had the common tag of the "There is only Secret Wars," which I love seeing every time. That comes yep, up. so good. Two. I'm going to read this letter real quick from a Courtney McNean, because uh, this is the one letter that they have in the back of this issue. Uh, Mr. Aaron, I'm a returning to comics and a first time letter writer, and I have to say thank you. After years and years of being told that comics were for men and boys, here's a woman at the forefront of one of the biggest hero titles at Marvel. Mr. Aaron, you have made me a fan. I picked up the first issue of Thor and was immediately hooked on the story. So hooked, in fact, I, brought, I bought the first two trades of Thor God of Thunder the next day. I've loved your entire run and have given my trades to friends to read and who consequently are also hooked. Yay. Now, since everyone has been guessing who Thor is, I might as well too. I think that it's Jane, although Roz would be awesome as well. First, the inner monologue is not as guardian. Her speech is epic, but her thoughts are very normal. She's from Earth. Second, Jane has been traveling on Asgardia as the liaison for Earth, so she would have been able to reach that special part of the moon fairly easily. Third, Jane's cancer is getting worse exponentially. 
I think that it's the continued transformation into the goddess of thunder that is taking a toll on her body. While she is Thor, she's fine. But the change back is so drastic. It's making her much, it's making her sickness much worse than more quickly than it would have normally. Anyway, I've yammered on long enough. Thank you, Mr. Aaron, for the comic uh, that for the first time I completely adore. And so Jason Aaron wrote back, said, thanks, Courtney, and congrats. There were lots of people along the way who correctly guessed Thor's secret identity, but you're the only one I've seen who guessed the rest and figured out the full extent of Jane Foster's which I think is so That's fucking so cool. cool. That's but they yeah. put it in the same issue to be like, you nailed it. You nailed it immediately. Way to go, kid. <laughs> God, that's, <laughs> that's so cool. Awesome. That's cool. So hats off to you, Courtney. Hats off, Courtney McNean. Wherever you are right now, I hope you've got your tickets for Thor uh, Love and Thunder. Yeah. I hope Front you have. Proceeds. So we cut to now Thor annual number one, King Thor, Thor, and Young Thor. And I love this Raphael Albuquerque cover. It's so pretty. I Raphael Albuquerque so does a good meathead. Yes. See, Huck. And so meathead Thor is good. Yes. Love Huck. That's good. That's good yeah. stuff. And so the this annual is comprised of three stories. We're going to blitz through this just because we've still got Thors to get through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first off, it's it's the Tales of Thunder is this uh, is this annual. We have King Thor, written by Jason Aaron with art by Timothy Truman. Thor, written by Noel Stevenson with art by Marguerite Savage, and Young Thor, written by my boy CM Punk. Remember when CM Punk was writing a bunch of Marvel comics? Remember when he was writing a bunch of Thor and Drax? <laughs> <laughs> that was the coolest thing in the Guardians of the Galaxy game to get the actual like CM the Punk CM Punk costume costume for that Drax. was all I wore for Drax. I love that look. Got the fight shorts with Best in the World on the trunks. Oh, so, so good. Cool. Uh, so yeah, so the King Thor story is basically him and the uh, goddesses of thunder, his granddaughters, um, celebrating his birthday. And his daughters or his granddaughters have brought life back to Earth. Mm-hmm. With a little caveats, they've smashed a couple things together because it's been a while since life's been there. So they, you know, made up a couple stuff like flying sharks or zebras that are also butterflies. Mm-hmm. So it's a little weird, but he's just, he loves it. And then he says, I am going to do one more thing. And he makes his own Adam and Eve. Though in this time, they are Jane and Steve. Two new humans to repopulate the Earth. That got me. Same. That got me. I love that. I mean, this goes back to, you know, last week as well. Just, you know, he naming all the rivers and naming naming it Jane and Steve. And like after all the people he admires. I love that the two people he loves the most, the two Earthlings, the two humans he loves the most. Clearly, are Jane Foster and Steve Rogers. One hundred percent. It's so good. It's very good. Uh, we then cut to Thor. Uh, Mighty Thor is engaged in an evening of debauchery with the Warriors Three, which is really fun. They're basically, hey, let's drink and then do ridiculous shit. This, which is this really fun. Yeah, I love the artwork in this. This was my favorite. Yeah, Three is so good. Yeah. This feels like a little animated, like 
like a little yeah, animated, animated short. short. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And so she is able to earn the friendship and the trust of the Warriors Three, which is really cool. And yeah. then in the third yeah. story, written by CM Punk, we have Fuckboy Thor returns. Oh my god, it's so good! With uh, Thor, the Warriors Three, and Loki, just all chilling at the bar. And who shows up? Oh, it's just the villain of every Disney Plus Marvel show. It's Mephisto. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, Mephisto confirmed. Mephisto confirmed for Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, what? That's and, weird. and so Loki and Mephisto strike up a deal to try and outwit Thor and get his soul. Um, Thor begins to outdrink Mephisto, drinks him under the table, and they are able to, of course, outwit both Mephisto and Loki. Thor once again tries to lift the hammer, ends up puking and passing out. <laughs> Meanwhile, Loki. Or, uh, yes, Loki uh, accidentally sends Mephisto to get his ass kicked by the Avengers. Fun <laughs> stuff. Not a whole lot to it. But that brings us to Battle World. That brings us to Secret Wars. And that brings Secret us Wars. to Thor's. Four-issue miniseries as a tie into the big Secret Wars event. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, Secret Wars... Uh, Jonathan Hickman's Avengers run led to Time Runs Out, where every single Earth was destroyed. Doctor Doom, stealing the power of the Beyonders, created Battle World, which was a patchwork world of the many Earths that were destroyed. And on this world, the worldwide police force was the Thor Corps. Mm -hmm. And we get the two best possible leads for this. This was originally the only tie-in I was going to pick up from Wars when I was Ooh, reading. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Cuz I love murder mysteries. I love yeah. detective noir stories. And they're like, it's detective noir with Thor, and I'm like, fuck yes, sign me up. And we get our two leads, essentially Beta Ray Bill and Ultimate Thor. Yeah, baby. I fucking love the two of them together. <laughs> so Ultimate good. Thor. I love me some Ultimate Thor. Ultimate Thor slaps. He honks. Yeah, sure. he does. Great. And so the they are, it's just like so good. It's so good with the two of them. So we also see the other uh, Thors that are going to be showing up here. Uh, Destroyer Thor, Groot Thor, Rune Thor, and Stormborn. I love Stormborn. Stormborn. <laughs> And so they are basically like, okay, um, we got a dead body. This is now an all thing. And an all thing is basically all hands on deck. No, uh, no clocking out until the thing is solved. And Thor, Thorleaf, is known as, is nicknamed the ultimate Thor. He's the guy who solves all the crimes. He is the, um, he is the lead in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's the captain, yeah. isn't he? No, he's he's uh, he's Jake Peralta. Uh, he's just, yeah, he's he's Peralta. He's just the good. He's just the good. Uh, the good cop. The good cop. Okay. Yeah, he's Jake Peralta, and uh, Beta Ray Bill is Terry. And so, oh, it's Charles. What are you talking about? <laughs> Beta Ray Bill is way cooler than Charles. He's cooler than Charles. Oh my! He's one hundred percent a Terry. Oh Either God. way. <laughs> Two of them uh, recognize that this is the fifth uh, body that has been found, 
and that all five bodies are identical. And so they get called back to Doom Guard because some shit's going down. Uh, Beta Ray Bill and Ultimate Thor go off to fight uh, some Ghost Riders, who they cuff and bring in for questioning. Also, I fucking love Ultimate Mjolnir. Yeah. It's 100% what uh, Stormbreaker from, what the, cop, Stormbreaker? from the MCU is based off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also get Throg as the CSI Hell agent. Yes, I yes. love it. It's so good. He's just got his <laughs> hammer really... like wrapped around his waist. Who is clearly voiced by DeForest Kelly for this because he's 100%. like, I'm just a forensics frog, not a damn miracle worker. Oh my God. <laughs> what do you want from me, Leaf? Like, <laughs> he's just bringing mad bones energy and I think it's awesome. 100%. Darn it, Thor. I'm and a so, doctor, not, a, not an archaeologist. And so Thorleaf and uh, Bill go out to get some drinks. Uh, Bill wants to chase down one more lead before he calls it a night and goes to see Homeless Loki. I love this design. Yeah. I love his it's beanie. a great design. The, I love the his beanie. beanie with the, the embroidered horns. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's very cool. And he, sa- he says, uh, in the skeeviest, like, your good friend Loki can tell you about the greatest lie of all, but I don't believe you're going to want to hear it. And then we hear a thunder crash. Thorleaf and the other Thors head off to find the cause of this, and they find Beta Ray Bill's dead body. Almost dead. He says, you know, the bodies, I know that her name, Jane Foster. Jane Foster. And then dies. Rosebud. Rosebud. <laughs> and so uh, chapter two is basically de- dealing with the aftermath of that. Uh, we see that King Thor is essentially their police chief, which I yeah. love. Yeah. Your Commissioner Gordon, yeah. <laughs> yep. And so uh, Beta Ray Bill is put to rest. Everybody goes to drink. And I love Ultimate Thor goes, you know, would anyone else like to say some words? He's like, I, only one word. Vengeance. And all of them just raise the yeah. hammers, lightning Vengeance. strikes. And then we get this great montage of him chasing down leads, kicking the shit out of everyone he can find. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. It's cool. It's It's just cool cool. seeing these cops do cop stuff. Yep. Yeah. You know? And so at a certain point, um, Thorleaf heads over to the Doom Family Care Clinic where Jane Foster has been missing for months. And he says, you know, you know, this people, people are, you know, taken all the time. They were, they, she was taken by a Thor or her things were taken by a Thor. He's like, which Thor? And he goes, he says, uh, which Thor? He says, I don't know. You all look the same to me. He's like, tell me exactly what he looked like. He Racist. I know, right? <laughs> He's like, you want to know what he looked like? All you got to do is turn around. He goes, you. And he says, I, me. And it's unworthy Thor. It's Odinson. Yeah. The metal arm. The arm. The metal, the metal arm. arm. I am actually very surprised that this is the first time we've mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. me too. We're over yeah. two hours in. Yeah, but, uh, yeah did not think about it. We got to savor it. It's got to. It's got to come when true. it comes. So uh, Thorleaf and Odinson have a chat. Uh, they have a little tussle before they decide. You know what? We need to go our separate ways. We need to solve this. Thorleaf doesn't know who Jane Foster is, but feels like he should. And Odinson says, "You know, what does it matter who she is? They're all dead." 
Um, they head back. Thorleaf is taken by uh, Thur, Thur, who is Thur. basically werewolf Thor. It's awesome. Wait a second. Are you saying that he's got apple bottom jeans and Jesus. boots with the Thur? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Ugh. god! Oh shit! I hate it. I hate it. That is the the most brilliant thing. <laughs> so they go to a Roxxon pharmacy to find that the pharmacist is dead, and his ID, Donald Blake. And scrounging around the shadows, they find Loki, who is uh, taken in for questioning. I love this cover to to part three. Where they've got Loki in chains and uh, yeah, it's the perp walk. Thors are bringing him in. Yeah, so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're all, you know, all the Thors are looking at Loki, who is in the uh, in the interrogation room. Rune Thor is like, "Let me fucking get in there." And Thorleaf is just like, "No, no, I'm the only Thor that goes in because my partner he killed." And so he goes in there, has a little interrogation with Loki, and Loki's like, "You don't have all the clues. I'm giving them to you." Um, it's a great scene. It's a really great scene. And so ultimately, um, he's basically, it's discovered that, you know, Loki was the one who was planning the bodies, but he was not the one who killed them. He moved the bodies to get the attention of Thor. Uh-huh. And then Thor decide Thorleaf decides, but where could you hide that many bodies? Then he realizes beyond the wall in the Deadlands where the Marvel zombies are afoot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he finds the mass grave of Jane Foster's. And it is men. Bone chilling. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Just at least a hundred different Janes that were all killed and buried here. Um, at a certain point, he goes off. He's about to... Uh, He's starting to make those connections. He's like, who could do this? And all of a sudden, a Mjolnir hits him in the back of the head. And he is beset upon by the Rune Thor, who knocks him out alongside the Destroyer Thor. Um, Thorleaf is found by the zombies and is about to be eaten when all of a sudden Odinson shows up. And we get chapter four with maybe my favorite cover. Run the rest. Thorleaf just pointing. Straight out from the from the cover. Uh, Rune Thor and Destroyer Thor are about to murder Loki when Thorleaf and Odinson show up and begin to do battle. Uh, they recognize that something's wrong. They don't understand, but they realize their lives have been a lie. And the battle continues and spills out into a banquet hall where they find... Mighty Thor, uh-huh. Jane Foster, rallying all of the Thors and letting them know what the truth is. This world is a lie. Doom created it. You are not the sons of Doom. You are the sons of Asgard. And the sons and daughters of Asgard. You have been made to fight for a lie. We are waging war against Doom, and I need your help. Some of the Thors are into it. Some of the Thors not so much. We find out that Rune Thor, the whole reason he began killing Janes is because he was witness to the truth and he didn't he wanted to cover it up. And he says, you know, 
He, uh, he says, this is who I was meant to be, a hammer in hand and the right to do whatever the hell I please with it. Let Doom have his throne in heaven. We Thors are the gods on the street, and I'll be damned if I'm ever going back to... And then his hammer drops, and he can't pick it up. Love it. I love it so much. Love it. Thorleaf disables him. There's a civil war in the Thor Corps, and thankfully all the Thors who are sympathetic to Jane's cause follow her. They all fly off in the sky, except for Odinson who takes a destroyer arm, which I think Love is very that interesting. Too. Love that mm-hmm. too. Takes a destroyer arm. And as he's walking through the banquet hall, he sees Rune Thor's hammer, which made me smile because some context <laughs> in the lead up to secret wars during the, uh, time runes out story, mm-hmm. Thor and my, and another, top 10 favorite Marvel character for me, Hyperion. Hyperion! Fly off into the multiverse to try and combat the ending of the multiverse. And at a certain point, they're beset upon by the Beyonders. And Thor at this point has been using an evil Thor with two R's, Hammer, because his hammer read, whosoever holds this hammer, if he be unworthy, shall possess the power of Thor. So unworthy Thor has been using this hammer and as they get ready to battle, they've been battling the Beyonders in waves and have been fairly successful, though they know that this next wave, they're going to die. And as they kind of, you know, ready themselves, Thor goes to lift the hammer once more and finds that he can't lift it. And cracks a smile and then goes into the deep. And it's He's, he just awesome. says, like, of course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Picks up Yarn Bjorn again, and he and Hyperion go and die of warriors. Yeah, that's the last time you see them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which man. is incredible. Incredible moment. Yeah. And so here we know that he's worthy again, but he sees the hammer, walks past it, and he says, "Maybe next time." As the Thors are flying, Thorleaf and Jane have this conversation, uh, where he clocks immediately that it's jane foster he's like your eyes i recognize them from those corpses of jane who still had eyes left he's like you were the key to all of this and he says you know there's in times like this there's nothing to do but laugh and call down the storm and when you bleed laugh even more then go right up to the biggest meanest monster you can find and hit it with a hammer until it falls or until the next thing you see is valhalla in other words, my advice is to go be a Thor. And you see the Thors descend upon the Age of Apocalypse, and it's just amazing. We get this fantastic uh, last monologue from Thorleaf saying, for the first time in my life, I feel truly worthy. I'm just sorry it took the end of the world to make it happen. Though nothing matters now if the thunder ringing in me, but the thunder ringing in my ears, the feel of Mjolnir in my hand the taste of battle on my lips. My name is Thorleaf, and I was a Thunderer, a murder police. They called me the ultimate Thor. But I was just your everyday god of thunder. I only did what we all do. I carried a hammer, and when duty called, I did my best to hurl it in the right direction. Hurled it as hard as I possibly could. So hard, I bet it'll still be flying long after I'm... And then there's just a gray panel. Everything flashes white. Like, I love it. And then we get our prime Earth, our new, brand new Marvel Now Earth. And all of a sudden, there's a boom as this meteor comes flying through the 
this portal opened up in space and this whatever this is is flying towards old asgard where once lived gods it lands creates a crater and we find ultimate mjolnir has survived the secret wars and is waiting for someone to pick it up on old asgard with the with the inscription now whosoever holds this hammer if they be worthy shall possess the power of thor yes Oh, I love it so much. So good. I love it so much. It's so freaking good. Oh, good. So um, as we're wrapping up here, gentlemen, what did you think of this? Final thoughts on this volume as a whole, and what was your favorite part? I'm going to go to Malcolm first. Like I said before, I love this. This is, listeners, the last couple of weeks, I've been really frustrated because reading Thor God of Thunder has been fun, but I, I found it boring because this is what I wanted to get to. I love the Jane Foster era. It's it's my favorite. Um, it's it's the most I've ever liked Thor. I think it's the best Thor stuff. It's so beautiful. It's so imaginative, and just the things that they do with that character and with that world are just so cool. And this is this is just primo. Like this this is this is a great intro to all of that. Um, favorite part is like impossible for me to pick. I'm gonna be honest. Like I, I have no idea what that would be because there's so many favorite bits. Um, also, shout out to Thor's. I think Thor's is so good and just so such a great nice. like little self-contained thing that you don't have to yeah. read Secret Wars in order to understand. Like it has it, it's very tied into Secret Wars, but you could read this just as its own little like, hey, you want to read a cool Thor as a cop story? There you go. And it works perfectly. And I wouldn't uh, recommend skipping it either. No, 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 not at all. Like, that's the thing. If you're reading Secret Wars, it's worth reading this for sure. Well, I mean, even just for the Thor read through, that's why I want to include it. Oh, like, yeah. That ultimate Mjolnir landing on Asgard Mjolnir is important. Is yeah. very important. Yeah. It's a tool. <laughs> and also a quick shout out to the artist for Thor's, Chris Sprouse, Chris Sprouse with uh, Goran Suzuka. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Carl Story doing some inks. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Great looking book. Super good Great stuff. Great looking book. Yeah. Um, uh, Jacob, yeah, I, I love it. Final thoughts and favorite part? Uh, you know, this is the um, this is the mighty Thor. This is like the version of like Thor. I I kind I always had a soft spot for um, for Donald Blake, and um, I I because I, I re, when I first got into Thor, I didn't realize that he actually had a secret identity. So like when going back into like the old stuff and the classic stuff, it was like impressive to see. Um, uh, uh, a handicapped doctor be uh, the first handicapped superhero, you know, um, and it was in, in very impressive. Now to see uh, uh, somebody with cancer being worthy of a superhero is, is very inspiring. It's also incredible to like bring that character back to, to its roots of what, of what it once was, of what it once was. And, um, you know, this was all over good, great. This was honestly, I'm so glad we read the first two volumes leading up to this because it was all worth it for this. It was yes, all it worth is. for this big reveal for this this situation. And honest, and I need more of it. I, I I want I want more of this in the sense that I, I I think that Thor should honestly come back to being Jane Foster again because of just like I I, I need more of this. Uh, I to, to agree. Well, it's, it's interesting that you say that. Cause uh, yeah, really, yeah. Cause I'm gonna tell you, like this is this is the best Thor has ever been, honestly. Uh, between like from writers and like artists and stuff like that, from going from 
um, the very beginning. Like this, this really revamped the, the idea of Thor for me. It's so cool. My favorite part is still like the beginning, the beginnings of these issues of Jane, Fo- uh, Jane of, of, of Thor trying to figure out if she's worthy enough and everything. Her fighting in the Rex, the rocks on uh, island, uh, being pit against all these uh, frost giants with her hammer in another completely isolated room. It was really good. It, it felt like the beginnings of like a Superman trying to figure out if they can like handle all this big shit, this, yeah. this Justice League shit, you know? Really cool. I can, um, shit, man. I need more of this. And I hope you listeners like demand it too. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I agree with both of you guys. This was an incredible story. I loved everything about it. Um, like I said, this series just keeps getting better and better. Just um, keeps getting better and better. And favorite part, I already talked about earlier, the showing up with the Roz tees on the roof of Rockstar with the mm. bullets just bouncing off yeah. of her. It's so sick. Coupled with the first time we see uh, her magic missile, Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's so good. I cannot wait to get more of Jane on this. Uh, It's revisiting an old friend. It's like seeing an old friend after so long. I forgot how good it was. And I cannot wait for the next next volume. But before we get there, we do have a mailbag question. Woo! Woo! Mailbag! You know what that sound means? It means it is time for the uh, Geeksplain Book Club mailbag. If you are interested in being part of the mailbag, uh, feel free to send in your questions to geeksplain.gmail.com. Put Thorific Mailbag or Ultimate Mailbag in the subject header, and we will answer it on this, uh, or we'll talk about it on our book club every single Friday. So this one comes from good brother Adam Stringfellow, writing in again, our boy Adam. Good to yeah, hear Adam. from you. Adam, I'm excited to hear from you, and I'm ready for what you got for us. He writes, hey, team. Hello. Hello. Uh, he, he writes, hopefully, I'm not too late to send in my mailbag. Graduate classes have been kicking my ass. Hey, I bet you're Good crushing them. Good for you, them, Adam. Man. Yeah, I bet you're crushing them. Good for you. Uh, he also writes, happy belated Juneteenth. I hope you three had a safe and fun weekend the past week. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He says... For my question this week, I wanted to ask the three of you who your favorite couples in comics are. I know for me, here are my personal favorites. And I think we'll, we'll say, and if we agree with these, we'll say I, if we disagree, we'll say nay. Okay. Okay. So first off, he writes Superman and Lois, duh, they're basically mar- marriage goals. I, I, next. Batman and Wonder Woman between the thieving ex and the date rapist baby mama. Diana is hands down the best pick for Bruce. I. 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 <laughs> Next up, uh, Wally West and Artemis Croc. Greg Wiseman, we all know about the Speed Force. Stop. I'm pretty sure he meant to write fucking, but he said stop docking around with us and just bring back Wally. Nice. Nice. I. Uh, I. Nay. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, we see John Stewart and Shira Hall. You will never convince me about fucking lame ass Hawkman. <laughs> John <laughs> and Shira are soulmates, and no one can tell me otherwise. I, I, uh, no comment because I don't get it. <laughs> okay. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Uh, Tim Drake and Bernard. Kind of jealous that Bernard stole my comic book crush, but it's Tim, so that's reasonable. I. And I, I'm gonna let you know. Name, but I mean, not. It's and I'm going to say, <laughs> you just struck 
to the heart of Jacob Brown, I got him the uh, the Pride special. I was going to ask follow-up on that. Cool. Fucking that is all of my hopes and dreams. So the yeah. fact that that actually happened was just like, oh, yeah, this is – this is it. This is Hell me. Yeah. This is what I wanted. It's right all here. he would talk about the rest of the time he was here. It was amazing. Hell yeah. I'm so glad. So right. glad. So now Good sticking nonsense. with the Bat family, he writes, Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon, they belong together. Yeah, Starfire's cool, but to me, no one holds Dick's heart like... <laughs> no one No one holds <laughs> Dick's heart better than Barbara. I. I. Nay. I know oh. you're an A. I know you're I'm a Starfire. I'm a Starfire, Starfire guy. Yeah. And I'm, I can understand And that. we're going to see this next one. Finally, Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson. No matter what continuity, these two will always find their way back to each other. They're the definition of soulmates. Nay. Nay as well. Nay. Really? Yeah. I am shocked by that, Malcolm. Now, Now, hang on. Hang on. I'm speaking specifically like main continuity, Peter Parker and MJ. Okay. Okay. Because ultimate wise, Peter and MJ, like for sure. No. Ultimate wise, Peter and Kitty forever. And you will never convince me otherwise. But if we're talking main universe, there is one other person who is a perfect, perfect companion for Peter Parker. I was about to say Carly Cooper and I'm going to. Uh, yes, I am. I, oh, knew I knew it. Really? Holly Cooper rocks, dude. I thought you were going to straight up say Gwen Stacy, and it's just like, well, yeah. That's <laughs> what I say. <laughs> Gwen Stacy till I die, which uh, is a very high probability because it's Gwen Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Adam, he writes, uh, anyway, would love to hear the three of y'all's opinion on this topic. Take care and talk to y'all soon. So... We'll just go around. Uh, Jacob, who is your favorite comic book couple? Uh, honestly, it's um, it's honestly Kitty Pride and Peter Parker. Uh, like I really, really yeah, because that that hit something a lot sooner and would have probably got me interested in Ultimate Spider-Man if I actually just committed to it. But uh, seeing that one little issue again after all these years, I was just like. It was the it was just the chemistry. The the yeah. chemistry between the two of them is just phenomenally well written. And the kids it, got it. And they yeah, honestly, yeah. I would have loved to see like at least a good two year run with with the two of yeah. them. Yeah. Agreed. Malcolm. Uh Scott and Emma. Oh my guy. It's Schema, dude. It's Schema. Forever. <laughs> they're they're the I think they are the best comic book couple. Okay. At this point, and we, Scott, we we talked this about we talked about this off mic, but Malcolm, if you like Schema, in Sex Education on Netflix, season three, the main character goes through his Schema phase, and it is delightful. Ooh, it's incredible! Exciting. Watch I, it. love, I think it's everyone great. should have a Schema phase. Get everyone kind of has. <laughs> You know, either you have had your schema phase or you're gonna have your or you're gonna (laughs) get ready for that. Um, for me, I mean, it's Clark and Lois, it's always going to be them, very fair, always going to be them. At you know, he to lift words from a uh, from a popular movie that just dropped on Disney Plus, I love them in every universe. No matter what continuity, Aww. they always find their way back to each other. It's I love it. 
I love it. Yeah. Working my way back. <laughs> and then uh, Adam also has a PS question for us. Uh, he says, I've always had a hard time understanding Thor. He's super cool in the MCU, especially in Ragnarok and Infinity War. But to the oh, yeah. three of you, what are qualities that make Thor worthwhile to someone? What do you think makes him worthy? See what I did there for my attention. That's a great question, Adam. Yes. Um, so for me personally, um, I love lore. I'm a big world building fan and Thor comics will always have that. But as we've kind of talked about, um, Thor is always kind of written best when he's like Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's, it's this idea of worthiness and the struggles of staying worthy of everyone having a different idea of what worthy means, whether it's, you know, from an outside force, whether it comes from within you, there's all kinds of struggles that we deal with day to day. Am I worth this? Am I worth that? Am I worthy of having friends? Am I worthy of having my job? Am I worthy of it being in my career? And the struggle that Thor constantly goes to, that's why, honestly, I never get tired of the is he becoming unworthy story? I know it's played out. I know it's been done a dozen times. I know that was a big uh, complaint for the Donny Cates run. He's like, oh, we're going back to the well. And mm-hmm. I don't mind it because, and maybe it's just me, but as someone who routinely goes through mental health struggles and constantly, at least once a week, is like, am I worthy of having the things that I have? Am I worthy of being able to do the things that I do? that speaks to me on a fundamental level with Thor. Um, so that's always been something that's drawn me to the character. Um, it also helps that he's got, he's had some of the best artists in the game work on his comics. Um, but yeah, that is what has drawn me to Thor is this idea of worthiness and that everyone needs to find it within themselves. And that ultimately, regardless of how you, um, how you grade it, how you specify it. At the end of the day, you learn in Thor comics what we should be learning in life is that you are worthy. So that's the reason that Thor has always spoken to me. Um, Malcolm? Um, uh, first off, very eloquently put, um, yeah. I, I, I agree with the worthy aspect of it. I, I do love that, um, that challenge of that. However, uh, I think my favorite thing about Thor is which is going to sound a little weird for me because I'm not a big fantasy person. I don't know if you all know about that about me. I'm not the biggest fantasy guy. Uh, yeah. I've always been more sci-fi than fantasy. Um, but I love the blend of sci-fi and fantasy with Thor. Um, I love the idea of taking this thing that you know is a very real-world, like acknowledged thing. You know, Norse mythology is a very real thing, and you know, just as far as you know, it's something from our world, like that we know of, that we have a history with. Uh, and putting it through this, honestly, like very sci-fi blend, uh, you know, in the comics specifically. Um, but just, you know, confirming that, oh, yeah, this is all real. You know, confirming that these myths are real. I, I kind of love that there's just a long running thing in comics that does that. I think that's super cool. You know, like, yeah, Captain America, my favorite, you know, fictional character, hangs out with a Asgardian god on the reg. You know, like in trains with an Asgardian god on the reg. I think that's super fun. Like, that's just, it's a, it's a cool thing that you could do with comic books is like, Hey, here's this mythos, you know, from the real world. Let's make that mythos into something. You know, I think that's super fun. Oh yeah. Jacob. Um, 
uh, I, I, I would uh, well put both of you by, by the way, because like, but uh, the, the, but to, I would emphasize more with what Eric says because that's kind of how I feel is the the very Superman aspect and the worthiness. But I was trying to think of like psychologically why Thor really kind of appeals to me, and actually, it, it, it's it's very much that that combo of worthiness and Supermanness uh, because of the fact that. When I was getting into comic books, um, the Superman the Animated Series had a huge impact in my life to the point where like, I wanted to get into comic books. And at that time when that show was going out, Superman was uh, Electro for a brief second. He had electric powers and he had this really Hell cool yeah. like, like, uh, like new suit Blue. and stuff. Like, Superman yeah. Blue, yeah. baby. Yeah, it, cool. it was so freaking cool. And it just registered for me. So when I saw four, I was like, oh my God, this is just electric superman that that i saw before <laughs> that that that's basically what it is yeah. um is is just that tie-in uh i just I also i love the idea that he was able to be uh, to able to uh um, help the people of, of of earth and everything like that as donald blake and everything and when they took that outfit uh, took that out of it and made him like more of just just the god of thunder it was cool too but it also it, I missed that whole like um, the human element, the human element to him, because yeah. that was the biggest thing about him was just that he was still human. He just possessed the, the power and the worthiness of Thor. And um, I'm also was very much into mythology uh, in high school and read all about that and everything like that. And just love the idea of just this, uh, the, the Norse mythologies, like being actual gods and uh, the concept of, I was also very religious as a child, just like we all, as we all are, you know, we, uh, the, the aspect of real gods and actually really praying to these gods and them actually responding to your prayers blew my mind because it was just like, oh, that's a, that's just a common thing for, for these people in this universe. It's, uh, I think that's what kind of drew me the most of, of all of that, that kind of drew me the most to, to Thor ultimately, was just, just all those aspects. Yeah, well said by you guys. Uh, Adam, I hope those answers are satisfactory to you. But uh, yeah, I hope, my my hope for this is that we we might be able to change your mind by the yeah. end of this. Yeah. You can let us know. We, let us know if by the end of this, Thor is something that you're interested in. Uh, yeah. I would love to have that conversation with you. Um, and we'll we'll check back in with Adam for sure. In, yeah. uh, in episode 10, which is going to be the last part. But yes. um, yeah, that does it for this week. Next week, we are diving into a brand new era for the Mighty Thor, specifically issues 1 through 11 of the Mighty Thor. And the synopsis yeah! goes like this. When Dr. Jane Foster lifts the mystic hammer Mjolnir, she is transformed into the goddess of thunder, the Mighty Thor. Her enemies are many as Asgard descends further into chaos, and unrest threatens to spread throughout the Ten Realms. Yet she wages her greatest battle against a far more personal foe, the cancer killing her mortal form. When Loki steps back into Thor's life, will it ease her troubles or only add to her pain? There's no such question about Malekith as he continues to fan the flames of a looming War of the Realms. When he isn't wedding planning, that is. And as Asgard is torn apart, the skies will shake in one of the bloodiest battles of all time. It's Thor versus Odin, like you've never seen before. 
So yeah, lots of stuff coming in for next wow. week. Uh, this is going to be a good one. I cannot wait. Um, I hope you've been loving this uh, series as much as we have, listener. Uh, stay tuned for part four. Part four of um, the Days of Thunder. We're going to be rolling on. I hope you enjoyed part three. There must always be a Thor. But stay tuned. Next week is going to be part four. Mighty Thor issues one through 11. Be there or be square, not a circle. For now, for the Geeksplain Book Club, I've been Eric Azana. I've been Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. I'll get you next time. Thor! Ah! Love is a setting sun, is a smoking gun, is a four-letter word, I hope it hurts. Love is a fatal flaw, is a broken jaw, is a burning bridge, move your carriage.